Warning, what you're about to hear was intended to make you laugh a lot. If you listen to the show and feel inspired, then that's awesome. But if you're easily offended or just can't take a joke, you should turn this off right now. Otherwise, turn this shit up and hang on. Welcome to the ghetto. All right, all right, all right. I'm your host, JP. This is The Get Up. Thanks for joining in for another episode. Remember to follow everywhere. We're on Twitter, The Get Up Show, and also on Instagram at The Get Up Show. You can check us out on Facebook at The Get Up Show Podcast, or you can always just go to www.thegetupshow.com. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, YouTube now, too, and uh, everywhere else, but thanks for listening to The Get Up, a podcast about pursuing your passions and having a laugh while you're doing it. Today joining me is uh, a fellow uh, social media YouTube poster, Justin Clark, are also known as JC Dropshot. How you doing, man? How's it going? It's going good. Thanks for, for joining me here. How's, uh, so what do you got? Explain what you got going on for everyone and uh, plug all your stuff. Uh, well, if you can remember it all. <laughs> yeah, I think I got it all switched around to one name now, so it should be better. Um, but I <laughs> basically my focus is on YouTube, and particularly helping guys catch fish here on Lake St. Clair. Um, and I'm just now starting to branch out and go all over the state too, uh, thanks to a new job that affords me to travel a lot. So I'm taking advantage of that opportunity uh, here shortly and starting to showcase other areas in the state that I've been to growing up, and then also where i'm going yeah you had some awesome photos yeah the places that you already went yeah leland is a very unique little town that was crazy like it it looked like a little like classic port town sort of like maine or something like that yeah it does not fit with like the rest of michigan and the way it looks um so it's really chill that town is small but it's just a really cool chill place to go when I was up there, I wish I had like 20, 30 minutes of free time because there was brown trout in the harbor. No, really? Yeah, so when I went down to take those pictures really quick, I, I looked down the water and I saw like three or four of them. Those are beautiful giants, fish. Giant lake run browns. Really? They were probably like, they were probably like 10 or 15 pound yeah, fish too. Those are, those are beautiful fish. The, yeah. the brown trout that I've caught have been awesome. It's on my bucket list of it, Michigan fish I haven't done as really? lake run brown yet. I haven't oh, okay. done that one yet. All right. Yeah. Hopefully All right. soon. That's awesome. So the fishing videos, uh, yeah. which is how I, how I came across Justin was uh i recently got a boat and got more into lake fishing i started fly fishing i don't know like probably like 10 years ago i got really big into fly fishing for a while like i always did a little bit of fishing when i was a kid you know bobber fishing and stuff like what, that what were you fly fishing for um anything anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but specifically you know aiming for like rainbow trout brown trout yeah. um i would fish uh the God, Clinton River, one of them, and I've caught a ton of fish in the Clinton River, all kinds of different things. The first time I caught a sucker, or was it that kind of like barks at you a little bit, scared the shit out. They make noise. You ever catch one? It was like Rawr. sure wasn't a catfish or a sheephead. Yeah, well, no, it wasn't a catfish. No, they're little, like little. Um, God, what was? Or a chub? Maybe it was oh, a chub. chubs. Yeah, yeah, and it makes like a noise, scared yeah, the shit out uh, of me. Stone rollers will make will make that well, they, that barking yeah, sound a little bit. Like, yeah, I was sitting there trying to get the hook out, and then it like Rawr, and I dropped. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. But uh, so I got into in 
into that and then also paint creek that's the other one because that's, yeah. that's considered a blue ribbon trout stream yeah very man-made blue yes ribbon trout yes stream, very but yeah. man-made but uh i've caught uh some steelhead smolt a couple rainbows a brown here and there uh more chubs yeah um, were, were you mainly fishing up on up on the bike path or are you down in like rochester in the park there so i started off farther north of downtown rochester so lake like, orion area oxford up that way yeah just a little south i would go up to like silver bell okay uh, up there right off of orion road um there's the bike path and everything there oh, yeah. i used to live but, in rochester uh, oh, okay. so yeah, yeah so it, it was it's awesome it's like just being out there by myself sometimes it's far enough away from the bike path that you don't even notice other people there or anything yeah. i've had deer come across the river uh i what is it uh it looks like a ferret it could be like a mink or um like a weasel type yeah. animal um, there i've seen those things running around constantly yep. uh which is crazy and they just come out looking at you quick tip Dry, ride a bike as fast as you can down that trail yeah. and try to see how many bats to hit you. <laughs> <laughs> At night? Or At night, yeah. So when, when, wow. I, when I used to live in Rochester, I used to do a ton of mountain biking, me and my brother. Yeah. And we were we were uh, railroad all the way up to Lake Orion, did Bald Mountain North and right, South yeah, Unit. Yeah. And we're coming back into Rochester, and it was like 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night, and the bats were just coming out. And hauling we ass. Both, yeah, we're going like 18 miles an hour on the trail, <laughs> just flying. And we had like, I think I had two bats hit me, my brother had like three or four. And just smacked him right in his chest, and the one like stuck right in. No, that's crazy. <laughs> and he's like, oh, about crash. That scared the hell out of me. Like, yeah, that's like, like <laughs> you ever you ever go ride your bike as a kid in the summer, and like those swarms of gnats and stuff oh, would be out. Yeah. You're just getting peppered. <laughs> Tried doing that in a boat at 50 miles oh, an hour. Yeah, that hurts. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's what it sucks like for people riding motorcycles and stuff. Yeah. You can go flying, you get those the people that don't wear a helmet or a face shield or anything just get oh, bugs yeah. in the face. Full of gnats, yay! <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, so mostly my my fishing was was fly fishing a lot. I I like the the learning the technique of just casting uh, was was appealing to me. It was kind of cool because you know you'd be peaceful. It's not like a ton of depending on where you go, not a ton of traffic on the on the rivers yeah. and the streams. And then uh, where I had probably my best fly fishing experience was up on the Osable up by uh, Higgins Lake. Nice. In Ross Common. So there's a, a stretch up there. Oh, God, what is it called? Beautiful country up it, there. It is. It's awesome. And I went up there, and I, I, I got in the river by where they launched some kayaks. Like, it's a popular kayak launch, but I got there way early. And it was cool. There was, like, a little bit of fog rolling over the water and everything, you know. And I go out there, and I, and I start walking up the river a little bit. And I get to a spot where I'm like, okay, this looks like there might be fish holding. So I wait, like, 10 minutes or so. I tie on a fly. I'm just letting the fish get used to me so they'll come back. And uh, my first cast, I catch a fish. And after that, it was like someone flipped the switch. All these fish were just feeding at the surface. Just, is there a hatch hatch or something I, going on? Yeah, or there, there, was, there was a hatch going on. Nice. So it was, like, perfect timing when I was there. And I just happened to be throwing a fly that must have looked like everything hatching. And, I mean, they were just everywhere. All around me, just bloop, 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 you see them. It was crazy. <laughs> so it was just, like, every cast catching a fish. And I was only catching, like, little browns like this, you know, yeah. maybe. Eight like, inches. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I would show my girlfriend pictures of the fish that i've caught she's like that's it like you know they're like the size of my hand or maybe a little bit past my hand she's like yeah. all the work you go into doing all that and that's what you catch like <laughs> that's, that's what everybody says about like trout anglers in general they yeah. like this big to do about a four inch brook trout or yeah. cutthroat in this little creek right oh yeah but if you go and try to catch those little four inch fish in those little creeks they're hard they, they are. They catch. Can be. I, there's so many days i've gone out caught nothing yeah so and i get tangled in bushes and shit and i'm flipping yeah. out I'm like this is peaceful <laughs> you know this is supposed to be relaxing yeah. so then i uh i started tying flies a little bit um and then i've actually caught uh some some trout on 
cat uh, what was it uh Adam's flies nice. that I tied. So that was kind of cool. Some parachute Adams. That was pretty neat. Cause it was something that I made a lure that I made and I caught a fish on it. It was cool. But then, um, I've, I've had family that's lived on, on Lake Sinclair. My grandpa lived on the lake just North of Selfridge for a little bit. And then okay. my mom had a house on one of the canals just North of Selfridge in the same neighborhood actually. Um, so I've been out on Lake Sinclair, but never like serious fishing or anything. So the, the fly fishing really opened up like, all right, I'm going to start fishing more. And then I wanted to get a kayak. I was looking at getting like float tubes so I could fly fish on lakes, uh, especially because I, I have family and my girlfriend, wife, whatever, has family that has a house on Lake Orion too. So we have two houses on Lake Orion. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get like a float tube or like one of those like, like pontoon, little pontoon boats that you can yeah. get too. I was looking into one of those, and then I found, like, the stand-up kayaks. You know, so the angler kayaks that you can actually stand up on. You can stand up on them if you're not six foot three and 300 pounds. They'll hold you just fine. <laughs> when you're that big, your center of gravity is a little higher. It makes it a little tricky. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got to generally get, like, a 13 or 15-foot boat to be able to stand Yeah, so. Especially when it's a little, little choppy. <laughs> but, uh, so, I started fishing on that, and I've gotten a lot more into like bass fishing you know uh the the house on lake orion that my girlfriend's aunt has off the dock we've caught monster largemouth uh is that a camera bb yeah, so good. justin's got a camera actually <laughs> recording us this is a first for me i have no idea what it's shooting i just kind of sat it there and see what happens <laughs> and we'll see what it gets right <laughs> yeah it's just getting the wall right now <laughs> i don't even know if the mic's on if it's recording or i have no idea we'll see what happens all right excellent <clears throat> but uh yeah so man we were catching like these monster uh, large mouth and I was like man I'm just, you know I should probably start getting in the back because I mean I had one I thought my rod was going to break I mean it was bent in half so much and then I had caught one I got some really cool photos during the fireworks the 4th of July fireworks we were catching them so like people are taking these pictures of us holding these fish and there's fireworks in the background it was really cool and, uh, and then I had a monster one break off the line. It took it around, like, their boat lift. Oh, yeah. And I could hear it rubbing on the metal, like, feel it, and then it snapped the line. I, I got pissed. But it was yeah. a, I was struggling to fight that one in. So I was like, oh, man, this bass fishing is kind of cool. And then my dad got a boat. Been we, out there this spring at all? No, not yet. Oh, the largemouth this year have been stupid. Have they? Oh, yeah. Better, oh. It's been better for largemouth than smallmouth so far. But everybody goes to St. Clair for small. They don't go there yeah. for large. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah. So you're trying to convince people to, so, to so, fish for a large. No, on Lake Sinclair, I have been out. I haven't been to Lake Orion yet. So Lake Sinclair, I've been out three or four times now. Yeah. Um, and I was getting really pissed because everybody I was taking with me. I'll get into it more. So my son, so my <laughs> dad got a boat. We went fishing. Our boat blew up on Lake Sinclair. That was fun. Um, it overheated. The, the water pump broke. So it overheated, blew a hose you know blew up uh so we fixed all that and that's like an 85 87 whatever year that boat is so we fixed all that up and then my girlfriend's grandpa he's like in his 80s now and he needs help and he only takes it out like twice a year so he was like do you want to buy my boat and he's got it rigged for everything so he's got it set up for trolling down riggers i've got a planing mast like everything he sunk all this money into it. he put all this stuff on it and i was like all right sure wasn't really in the market for a boat just bought this kayak but <laughs> sure and she was all for it so we got the boat and uh now i've i went out so i got that in like in october and i went out as much as i could before it got just too too damn cold yeah. uh caught some stuff you know we caught a, me and my son caught a pike um trolling a little bit and then 
this year so far we've we've gone out now watching your videos that's how i came across you was uh the michigan sportsman so like i go on there for the fly fishing and stuff well now i'm fishing on lake sinclair and i'm like oh i want to try to catch something i you know, always read about how it's this such a great fishery like right down the road uh so then you posted some videos on the, the michigan outdoorsman or sportsman yeah michigan sportsman uh, forum yeah yeah on the forum so i was like oh let me check these out and I've it's been like on there forever seems like it you know and you're posting yeah. these videos and i'm like oh man it's like oh the best baits for them i got blade baits i got, <laughs> I got lipless crankbaits like all these things yeah. that i never even knew existed now i got a kick out of some of those top five videos i got a lot of heat on a couple of them like, what? You want tubes in there? everybody fishes tubes year right. round it's not a spring only bait guys. right right so that was uh how i how i came across you and it's been uh it's been really cool to watch uh your especially some of the stuff that you were alluding to that that's been going on with the the job change yeah um someone that's consistently putting out you know material uh having so many followers on youtube that's really awesome and that was why i wanted to have you come on talk about that like what got you into that how you even came up with doing the youtube thing how long have you been doing it all that good stuff but that was what led me there now, as far as this year of fishing, so we went out the first time. My son wants to start fishing musky, so we got him a, a musky rod. He's got a couple lures. We were, <laughs> we went out, and we were down by the mile roads, and I'm trying to fish smallmouth, and there's all these other boats set up trying to fish smallmouth, and my son's throwing this gigantic fucking musky lure. <laughs> these guys are looking at me like, dude, are you? And I'm like, done. All right, you got to put that thing away, man. <laughs> You're pissing everybody off. And then he didn't bring in another rod. <clears throat> And I had two, and I had planned on setting one up just to, like, drag a tube while we were yeah. drifting and then cast something else and actually fish it. And uh, he's like, well, you know, can I fish one? Because I didn't bring my other rod. And so I gave him the spinning rod, which was the one that I was going to set up for the drift because he can't cast a bait caster. Shit, I just learned how to do that last year. And uh, so I give him the spinning rod with a red a lipless crankbait on there, uh, and he gets two white bass. A monster it was like 18 inch uh, smallmouth and then he got a pike that took my lure like it spun around in the net and shot off and just took the lure with it so gotta love that but he caught everything on on what i planned on fishing right yeah you should be happy though i was happy but we're very competitive <laughs> we have like a running like who has the top fish in each species thing that going on familiar. so so then i go out with my dad and my dad doesn't have any of his stuff so i give him a rod and, and tackle and he's catching stuff on my stuff <laughs> again and i'm not catching anything start charging you yeah right, service, right? <laughs> so then i finally went out by myself and i didn't plan on it so she doesn't want me to take the boat out by myself. Like, oh, you know, exactly. Yeah. But uh, so. Yeah, if you didn't see that, that was me rolling my eyes. <laughs> but yeah, obviously you go out by yourself yeah. all the time. Uh, so I had someone that was, uh, that now I have three friends, well, two friends and a relative that live right across from Metro Park. Now. Yeah. Like my aunt rented a house. She just moved up from Florida. She just rented a house right on that main canal where the boat launches and everything right across from metro and then two of my friends live right down one of the canals right before you get out to the lake so my one buddy that lives over there i was going to pick him up and then he had to do an emergency doctor's appointment because he was actually off work for a medical thing and he was feeling better so he's like yeah i'll come out on the boat i'm going stir crazy i've been off work for like two weeks and then he had to go emergency yeah. thing so i was like fuck it i already got the boat hitched up i'm already driving 
fuck it, I'm just going to do this by myself. Oh, well. <laughs> I was like, I'll wear my life vest, and maybe yeah. that'll make it better. So yeah, I did. If you've never launched a boat by yourself, too, it can be a little uh, I have, a little entertaining. I have done that, because like, usually when I would pick him up, I'm doing <clears throat> I'm launching by myself. Yeah. Uh, it is a frustrating process. Uh, and then trailering and getting the boat back out of the water is yeah. equally frustrating. Especially when the trailer's not really designed to, like, drive it on, pull it yeah. off just by using the outboard. It's, well, yeah. and then, like, too, like, I'm not I'm not driving a traditional, like, bass boat or anything yeah. either. You know, it's a you little, little bit... bow rider, bay runner, <laughs> yeah. bay liner thing going yep. on, which is uh, great for cruising. It, yeah, it's, it's nice. Well, and it's family-oriented. Yeah. And I already told my girls, like, look, when these kids move out, trading in for a fishing boat like you know two-seater whatever three-seater and that's all i need <laughs> yeah me and the wife went back and forth for literally three years before i got my ranger she's like oh we need to do this need to have that i'm like yeah that's not very fishing friendly yeah. sorry <laughs> well, do, you, do you have kids no unless you count the beagles as okay. kids okay um, so so that dynamic isn't there yet it's not there yet but it's definitely in the back of our minds right. you know so the vehicles we buy the right you know but she doesn't like going in rough waters right, on a boat yeah. that's like two feet off the yeah. water surface. So yeah, and that's what's nice about those is they're so low profile to the water. What her grandpa did do to this one too is the in the because it is a bow rider. He took the uh, the two seats out yeah. and had a custom platform built with a fishing seat. So nice. and then it's got the trolling motor and all that stuff oh, up yeah. there. I've so seen I that can, a bunch of times. So I can still that. sit up front and, and do all that too. So at least he can go walleye jigging because he got the bow mount up there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, which I haven't really got into yet. Uh, I have some jigs and all that stuff, but I haven't really got into chasing walleye like the diehards that are out in the river. Sinclair River, man, you got to go up. Oh, God, dude, all I year. see is like limit, limit, limits, yeah. limit, limit, limit. It's, it's got a five me. man limit, and it was like, <laughs> holy shit, dude! Well, I'm struggling to get one fish, and you guys are out there getting like twenty. I get, I get, a, I get. It's kind of comical. Like, I get message, why are you even going walleye fishing yet? Because it hasn't lined up when I had free time to go right. up. Yeah. And go have time to go do that and when I want to do my own thing too. You know, I love I love walleye fishing. I grew up on Erie doing it. But That's, I also get bored with something that I'm not, I'm not I don't eat fish, believe it or not. Oh, which really? Is really weird. So I don't really? have the extra drive to go get a bunch of walleye. Right. Okay. Unless my dad's like, Hey, I need fish. I'm right. like, All right. Okay. So I gotta do that. Trip. Purely the sport then? Yeah. I funny story. So as a kid growing up, I ate fish like crazy. But I also got sick every time I ate fish. Every every time I start the story, he was like, oh, so you're allergic to fish. No, I'm no, not allergic to right. fish, which is weird. Um, but Dad always put lemon on walleye and perch fillets. Right. I did the same thing. You know, Dad does yeah, this. Yeah, you yeah, do it the same way, right? Well, and in restaurants, everything. Exactly. They always, they always have lemon. lemon there, right? I kept getting sick every single time. We couldn't figure out what it's the lemon. The only thing I'm allergic to is lemons. I can have wow. oranges, lime, you name it, but lemons, forget it. So then why don't you, you just not eat fish I just totally lemon? lost just, the just taste totally, for it yeah. when I was a kid. And, just ruined it, huh? Oh, when you get that sick, sick? like you're puffed up wow. like a fish throwing up everywhere. And it wasn't the fish, it was the damn lemon. It was the freaking lemon the whole time. Wow. We didn't we didn't figure it out till like literally a year or two after this all started. I had a lemonade and it was just like Emergency Boom. room visit. Really? <laughs> oh, my mom's like, yeah, we know exactly <laughs> what it no is now. There's no fish in that. <laughs> yeah, we know exactly what that is now. <laughs> wow. And the bad crazy. part is I like lemonade. <laughs> I love lemonade. <laughs> it's like every once in a while I'll, see, I, I'll, I'll, I'll sneak a, uh, or sneak, uh, sneak, a, sneak a, a sip, and it's like, okay, my throat feels funky. <laughs> and there's nothing they can do for that? So, like, I know with the nut allergies, so yeah. local radio show, David Chuck the Freak, Yeah. Uh, Dave had <clears throat> nut allergies, like, every nut, and now he's down to... 
I think they just got rid of his peanut allergy. There's a really good joke right there. I could have yeah. said, yeah, the nuts. Yeah, yeah, just, just yeah, he's allergic to nuts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you ever listen to those guys, you know oh, exactly yeah. where that joke was going. <laughs> so, but yeah, so he was able to actually uh, reverse all those allergies. Huh. They actually did like it was funny because they made a big deal out of it where they did. Uh, he tried all these nut things that he had wanted, like these peanut things. So, like a Reese's uh, cup, a Ooh. payday. Like he, they did, made this big shit out of it. it I was could hilarious. not live without Reese's cup. It was I'm hilarious, sorry. right? So yeah. it was, it was pretty funny to, to see unfold. But maybe you can have your lemonade. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's only one thing. It's not yeah. a big deal. It's, no, not, it's not like I'm missing out on a whole bunch of food because right. I don't because have, of one thing. Yeah, you know, unlike him, he's missing out on tons of candy bars and yeah, deep fried food. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of a things lot of you stuff, can't peanuts, have. Peanuts, right? Yeah. yeah, peanut oil, peanut food. Yeah, there's it's a crazy. Lot. So yeah, so I took the boat out by myself and I got a uh, 20 inch smallmouth. It felt like a, a beast when I got that one. Um, that one I caught. It was funny. I had set up my trolling rod just to drag a tube. That was it while we were, I was drifting and then I was fishing, I think that red lipless crankbait, I went and bought another one and I was fishing that and I didn't catch anything on that. And I, but I caught the small mouth on that, on that tube. And it was funny. I actually got done. I was like, all right, I'm going to sit down for a minute and just relax. And I'm just sitting there in the rods, you know, it's kind of bending with the waves and everything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden kind of like bend and then they stayed, ticked off some line and then it just kind of stayed. Yeah. And I was like, snag or fish. It was a fish. And then, uh. Then I moved. Where did I go? I went right up off the point of Metro, right off the point there at Metro Beach. Yeah. And then I ended up. Um, I was jig- my son was playing with it just a little bit ago. I was. Uh, it's like a bright orange grub, like orange and yellow curly tail grub. Uh, and I was uh, <clears throat> just jigging that, and you know, just working it on the bottom. And then bam, and that ended up being like a twenty-two inch walleye, twenty-one inch nice. walleye. I'm sure, so, that came home with you. It did actually. <laughs> so that was one of the things that I was I was trying to do was the the live well was trying to figure out what to do with a live well. So I bought a cooler. Um, and I got a live well pump, but I haven't even used that yet. I just start throwing, filling it up with water. Like I literally just dumped it in there and, and scooped up some water, put the, and the walleye's good all the way I got home. It was still alive. So that all was, need. yeah. So I, I haven't even had to use the pump that I bought to keep the water circulating because I haven't been on the water long enough, I guess, for, for I, that to be I didn't useful. have a live well on a boat until teenagers. It was always just cooler and ice. Yeah. You know, growing so, up in Erie, everything just went on ice right away. Right. And I, I guess I could do that too. Um, but I, you know, yeah. I just, was reading, they were talking about bleeding them and just throwing them in just ice. Just make sure it's a dedicated cooler for the fish. It the is. It is a dedicated like, yeah. cooler for yeah. the fish. It, it gets a little funky. Yes, quick. it does. <laughs> it's a dedicated cooler. Bleach, bleach can't get that out right. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's been interesting. That's what I caught so far. Uh, the last time we went out as a family, I posted that the other day, but we went out as a family for the first time and didn't catch anything, but it was cool. Cause my daughter was a little scared, especially on Lake St. Clair because the waves can whip up so fast fast uh and now i bought that fish finder and i'm just itching to get back out there again uh and i haven't been able to yeah st Clair is not as scary as st Clair to me i mean i grew up on erie though you know when you go from no waves to one foot chop they're so close on st Clair, but on erie you can literally have 30 feet between waves and that yeah they're massive that's crazy and that's shallow water <clears throat> it happens that quick and i've had some so i've never been down on erie yeah. i've been on lake huron so we have a, a cottage up in Lexington. So, well, so you've seen the big ways that happen. Yeah. Erie oh, gets yeah. them that big, but it's shallow and they have a lot more speed behind them. Um, but it's 
It's the only lake I've almost died on is Erie. Really? Hands down. Holy yeah, crap. It's, that is, it's got its name for a reason. It, it can scare you pretty quick. Wow, really? Yeah. Probably one of those dumb duck hunting moments that you shouldn't be doing this, and you do it anyways. Anyway. <laughs> and you're halfway through it, and you're going, yeah, this was really dumb. <laughs> yeah. One of those things. We made it in the middle, right? But, yeah. I mean, I've had some some rough days out on, <clears throat> on Lake Sinclair when I was a kid. Like, there was one time we drove out to Strawberry strawberry island and we just mm-hmm. anchored off you know we were playing in the water and all that stuff as a family and the ride back was really bad yeah. the storm whipped up and it was just like holy crap i haven't been in anything <laughs> on st Clair that like scared me but i know that it's beating the crap out of my equipment oh, yeah. because the way it's just like a, it's like it's constant it's think crazy of, think of like the worst road in michigan <laughs> no doubt times that by 10 and try to go 30 miles an hour yeah. on it. that's it's that's nuts. that's like st Clair most of the time like this weekend i want nothing to do with that lake at all <laughs> there's like that there's that one square mile from metro to harley and you take that all the way out to go island that 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 stretch is insane you have a lot of current that goes through there yep you get a south wind with all that boat traffic there's, it's, a, it's there's a video on my channel from a really? day just like that actually where we broke my buddy's boat we literally split the hall and uh, that's one of my top videos. <laughs> I, I would imagine. And it wasn't even a now serious. Have to go back there wasn't even it. a serious video. I think it's uh, like forty or fifty thousand views or something wow. like that. And like, just the comment section is just comedy. I just stay oh, out sure. of it and it's just like, oh, you don't know how to drive a boat. You're an idiot. That is all. Like, dude, I wasn't even driving a boat. <laughs> that my buddy oh, know. Videoing. Like, you don't know the scenario. Like, if you back off, like everybody's claiming. You're going to die <laughs> because the waves are four times your height and oh. are all are going four different directions. Right. That's, so it's like being in a wash nuts. tub, you know, it's like that, that Nickelodeon show with the big ball. Yep. When we were kids growing up, it was like that <laughs> times 10, but you're in a boat and you got like big old 30 foot cruisers going by that, and that stuff. I mean, <clears throat> that would be yeah. scariest. Yeah. Oh. We, we made the bad decision of deciding to just go through it. Yeah. Because it wasn't too bad when we came out of uh, Goose Bay, but as we got going and it's like a point no return well it is crazy like you get into some of those bays because i've been out there where it's just like choppy as all hell yeah and then you round a corner and then it's like okay not so bad it's like an inland lake yeah (laughs) it's crazy but uh no we uh growing up my stepdad his family had a boat that sank three times on sinclair it sank three times three kept using it yeah they they kept fixing it and then you know years would go by and then it would sink again Generally, if a boat sinks, it's you shouldn't use it again. <laughs> you should be using the it again. The fishing magician was the name of that boat. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to come up with a name for mine. You know, you see all these people have these funny names on them. I'm trying to come up with a name for mine, and my girlfriend's like, you should call it the Bay Liner. You know, like the slang for the mm. Bay. I was, eh. and That's probably I, been done before. I seen a sticker the other day. What the hell? I get weird stuff coming on my computer. I. uh I seen a, a funny one the other day that someone had on their car. Actually, yesterday, uh, the master baiter. <laughs> I've seen that. And one I was like, "Oh times, man, yeah. maybe I should put that on my boat. That'd be pretty funny." Yeah, my, my dad, my dad's boat. Growing up, he called it uh, Tequila Sunrise. Okay. Yeah, that was his thing. Uh, you know, the eagles and all that yep. stuff. It's like, oh yeah, tequila. so calling her. Hey, it was. I don't know. My dad was a dork. <laughs> tequila <laughs> aren't, Sunrise. Aren't all our dads. Yeah. He's got dad joke city, and yeah. it's awesome. Oh. I'm starting to use some of them now, I though, know. too. I'm there, too. I'm not even a, a dad yeah. of, a, of a human yet. I'm definitely <laughs> <So>. there. <laughs> oh, those are the best jokes in the world, though. I love them. So what got you into the videos? So um, how did JC drop shot? How did all this this stuff come well, about? It actually started out with me breaking my back. Is honestly the best way to kind of start the story. 
That's um, not usually <clears throat> the beginning of a good story, I wouldn't think. It, you would think so, but honestly, it's probably the best thing that ever happened to me in life. Wow. And probably could have been paralyzed. I got very lucky. Broke my sternum in the crash, too. Got very, very lucky. It was a mountain biking accident. Mount? Yeah. What the? F- when, when I lived in Rochester, did a bunch of mountain biking, did right. free riding. Where were, you, where were you mountain biking at when this uh, happened? This happened at Sterling, or Sterling, uh, Stony Creek. What? Yeah. Um, we were building a skills park, and I was on my my uh free ride bike messing around and uh decided to try something that i've done similar things to that i probably shouldn't have done that day i was tired just got off of work and decided to just ah, go for it full send no right. helmet on and kind of glad i didn't have a helmet on actually believe it or not really i've never had a concussion in life somehow um but yeah so landed on my head broke broke three vertebrae wow and uh upper, yeah. upper neck <clears throat> no back, like... uh t9 10 and 11 shattered all three of them Ooh. So I'm a half inch shorter. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So the, st- the sternum, believe it or not, is what scared me the most. Like six months after the fact, when I kind of like got out of the drug induced like La La Land, right? Of Vicodin and Narco and just pain meds. Um, I kind of like sat back and like, wow, that sternum actually could have been really bad. That's crazy. You know, that actually the more scary injury out of that was was the sternum. You know, I cracked really? my sternum. I didn't break it all the way through, but it was pretty dang painful um but at the time i absolutely hated fishing and it's actually something i've always loved my entire life but like having this weird love hate thing i was guiding just trying to do so much with no real direction to kind of burnt myself out because it wasn't making traction anywhere and just kind of took a break got into mountain biking had a good job economy tanked broke my back like 08 was just Hell, really? for, hell for the entire country. You think about it, 08, 09, yeah, 010, yeah. just insane. But it was honestly probably the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. Because it gave me a chance to kind of pause and kind of have a lot of uh, me time. Because okay. couldn't work. R- yeah, couldn't what do you work. Do? Uh, couldn't find work when I was able to work. So I ended up having to move back home. <clears throat> and to kind of keep myself doing stuff, I started deciding to fish again. Okay. And I, I was like, you know what? I need to share this. This is back when blogging was really, really <clears throat> big. So I started blogging, um, and I had a blog called Out in Michigan. Okay. Kind of a lame name because we got Michigan Outdoors. Yeah, like, you got all kinds of out. In there's Michigan not stuff. much to to say. You know, outdoors right. Michigan was already taken. There wasn't many names to choose from. Uh, that's that, and that's one of the things that's hard with <clears throat> doing any kind of stuff yeah. like this is coming up with a name that like resonates what you're trying to do. Yeah. And that isn't something that's so close to something else that's already taken. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's that was brutal but i went with it i bought the url started blogging um i wrote a article on the readier sunfish okay with the whole stocking program here in the state and that blew up a michigan sportsman and then really outdoor hub wanted me to write write for them and outdoor hub now owns michigan sportsman right, yep. forum yeah so it kind of got tied into that well i started doing a couple little videos on a little I still have the camera. It's a Kodak, a little Kodak digital camera, barely as like what? Two, 240p, you know, just <laughs> terrible. But it's, I think it's actually still on my channel. It's like one of the oldest videos. It was me rigging a spike. Okay. And then the other video was me flipping the Frable straight line reel, the very first commercially available fly reel for ice fishing, um, and flipping the spool. Nobody had that online. And that... Yeah, so... That was like the first two videos I did. Then <clears throat> my old employer that I just left this past fall came knocking and says, hey, I need someone to run my store. 
Well, I worked for Cabela's. I have all this retail background. Okay. I have a lot of fishing knowledge. So the videos kind of took a back burner for a little bit. And so did the blogging. Even though I right. wanted to still do it, it just too many hours in the store. I had to make the store work right. or I wouldn't have a paycheck. So, <clears throat> and that's, I mean, yeah, th- like this is generating nothing right now yeah. at all. And it's, it's passion generally passion. don't at yeah, first. Exactly. It doesn't at all. <laughs> at first. You don't, hardly any money, even to this day. Um, so I got the day job, you know, I put a lot of energy into that. I was there for you know, six, seven years, but was it two years into it? I started doing fishing reports in the blog sense, you know, post them on the forums and word. I'm like, well, I just videotaped these. And it, that's where it kind of snowballed. I started okay. doing videos because of that. Started filming our seminars we held, we hold, we uh, were holding in the store. And my juices to kind of make videos came back. Because um, in high school, you were, we had a TV studio, one of the first ones in the state. So I did all the editing, did the camera work. I wasn't on screen camera right. for well, whatever. Uh, Monroe High. Okay. So according to the teacher, I wasn't good right. enough for um, on screen camera. Oh. Yeah. But lo and behold, none of them yeah. are on TV, but yet I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> Sometimes the you way get lucky. the world works. Yeah, yeah. I definitely have a face for radio, I think. Yeah, no, yeah <laughs> so. definitely. The, the voice is funny. Like, I do this. Like, obviously, to me, I hate my voice. Like, I don't recognize <clears throat> myself. I hear nothing but audio. It's just not. Yeah, yeah, but like, it's funny. I've got a couple of people that have come on that it's like, dude, you should just, you have the baritone, like, radio voice. Like, it's funny. Yeah, you guys always say, you do podcasts, you can do that. I'm like, you guys don't know how much work this stuff is. Yeah, no, it, it can be <laughs> I got to have a day yeah. job, too, to pay yep. bills. Um, but, yeah, so I started doing just little videos here and there, and kind of the juices got flowing. And then it was about two years ago, I said, you know what, screw this. I'm going to take this serious and actually do something with it okay. and try to learn my craft back again. Because keep in mind, back when I was doing this in high school, Digital was just becoming available. Right. Yeah. So I was running tape decks and cataloging analog style. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was pretty fast at it. I'm, I'm yeah. actually just as fast as doing analog back then, as long as I watched what was being right. filmed, um, as I am doing digital. Okay. I'm just as fast as pulling the clips. Um, <clears throat> except now i got to worry about audio. i got to worry about making sure the lighting's right and yeah. all the other stuff instead of just dealing with the editing part. So... I've just kind of decided to take this a little more serious and actually do it. Um, watched a lot of other YouTubers. The funny part about YouTube, you can learn how to YouTube on YouTube. It's like free access to this. So if you want to do it, you can do it. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Like that's like <clears throat> as much as I hate the internet, that's one of the good things that has come out of like having that. Cause like, for example, me and a buddy bought a project motorcycle. Didn't know if it ran. You know, a guy was selling it. He he bought a lot of three bikes. He only wanted one of them, so he was mm-hmm. trying to sell the other two. He just wanted this one, but he had to buy all three. It was, like, from an estate sale or something. Yeah. So we picked it up, and my buddy's like, you think we can get this running? I was like, you, me, and the internet, we can get this thing. Yeah. And we did. We got it running. And then he ended up buying a brand-new motorcycle, and I sold that one. But we got it running. So, like, a lot of times, yeah, stuff goes wrong, or you need to know how to do something. Like, there's always, like... A video that you can go out there was funny. My dad's like, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to start doing a video series because he does home remodeling and repair about how to do simple things around the house. I was like, dad, there's like a million of those out there. <laughs> there is, but it's amazing that like, you can repeat the same stuff that's out you there can. 30 times, but for some reason, you're this, the one. This becomes, one is the one that, that, that connects. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's that it's part of the algorithm kind of messing with things, but also just hitting the market at the right time right. so to speak it just 
I've never had a true viral video, at least in my in my my perspective. Right. But at the same time, you got to realize I'm in a micro niche. Yes, you are. You're, you're you know your main <clears throat> focus being, for the most part, this one lake. Yeah. So there's a few other people that are starting to do that, but I, I have no problem with it. I let them do it because the funny part is they don't realize the more they do it, the more it helps me. It just brings it up. Yeah. yeah, because it's it's those keywords and tags and oh, yeah. the content. You know, if you already dominate it, then more people start doing it. As long as you continue to dominate it, you're always going to gain from it. And this past winter was stupid because um, when I left my my job, I didn't I didn't go into anything. I literally just was like, you know what, I need to go, and I just focused nothing on that. I mean, that's all I did was just YouTube all winter, and definitely got the craft where I want it for my ability. But my my aspirations are way bigger than that. Which is which is good to have. Yeah, and I know that I can't take it there, personally. So I need to bring somebody else on board to do that. Well, to do that, it takes money because yeah. someone's not going to come join you free. on your passion for free, for free. as yeah. much as we want them to do right. that. That's not going to happen. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I got to grow the channel to the point that I can bring in somebody um, to basically do my master plan. Which I'm going to leave that. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. Leave that in the head for now. Yep. Uh, the person that I want to partake in that already knows about it and. He's like, yeah, let's do that. I'm like, yeah, but you need to get paid because you have a family. Yeah, right. You know, and he's already involved in the actual, he does TV shows for right. a living. So is so. this, this is, this would be something more, more consistent than it is now. Something that like um, your primary focus. There's like, YouTube has this weird thing where you have your vlogs, you got right. your daily video guy and your vlogging guy and you got your tutorial, you got your product reviews. But there's, I want to do more of like a TV show. Okay. Um, if you watch like John B and those guys when they go on their their big long road trips, like the uh, Go, the uh, Guggen Squad guys. No, no. I'm, this this whole <clears throat> world, the serious fishing world. Those guys are the are is, the top guys is, on YouTube. Is very very new to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've watched a couple. There's like this this younger guy he does it with a group of guys they do a lot of musky fishing and stuff so like i've seen them today's like, angler that might be what it is yeah. but they they'll hit other lakes too besides st Clair. like they were doing one in wisconsin yeah. and stuff well, like that so that's just your daily fishing video but um the, the guggen squad guys will do these epic trips like they've been doing this one up to uh the northwest for sturgeon and it's just this highly cinematic shot, just gorgeous video. The production values are yeah, are very, it's very like high. stuff that you would see on like a liberal feel good save the whales kind of thing. <laughs> that's been it, honestly like if you if you watch like mountain biking videos from the northwest, yeah. it has just that cinematic, just gorgeousness okay. to it. But it also has a lot of content to it, and it also has like that daily fishing fun, right, right. just hanging out. So you're probably gonna have to upgrade more than just a GoPro too for your video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you said, all that stuff costs money. It's yep. funny that you talk about that. Um, that was one of the things. Like film was. I went to a film school for a semester before I moved back home because I couldn't afford to live in Chicago. And but that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to do film yeah. and make movies and stuff. I've got a couple scripts that I wrote. I was working on some projects. I'm working on a project with a couple people right now uh, for a TV show. But like it's yeah, it's tough when when I moved back to Michigan. I really wanted to try to do something and it was just, I didn't know anybody like wasn't sure how to make these contacts. Uh, and, and it just ended up not happening, you know, like wasn't able to do it. 
I've done plenty of other things with my with my time in my life, but that was one that I you know wanted to. But again, like you start getting into the, you could do it lo-fi, you can do it with the GoPros and stuff, and yeah. that's good. But if you have this vision of where <clears throat> you want it to be, it is sometimes unless you know, unfortunately, yeah. takes the higher end things to get yeah. you there. Well, the funny part is, like, I think there's a whole year on my channel. It was all shot on the same phone I have in my pocket right now, and Dude, nobody nobody getting... knows that. I mean. The phones are getting ridiculous. You can though. go on Amazon or BH uh, Photo and just get a a, a, a mic, yeah. and you got gorgeous audio on these iPhones. And you yep. know the the um uh, what's the other one everybody buys the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. Both have phenomenal cameras in them. Both have good good audio processors in them. Um, and it doesn't. It's a hundred bucks in your phone. And you're you're making video yep. that's as good as a gopro or a dslr yeah, no these if, these camera if you have that eye you can make it look like sure. anything else the funny part is i mean i got a hero six sitting here and it literally took me forever to finally decide to play with the settings and get rid of the fisheye thing oh okay and there's actually a setting in here it looks like a dslr really yeah when you have the proper lighting conditions you can't tell the difference side by side that's good the only thing bad about a gopro is it's terrible in low low, low light yep. so the so the video if i if whatever comes out today would look like trash yeah sorry i it don't have just, like the the best lighting well, in my gopros basement. have to have that super bright bluebird day and it's like oh my god it's amazing huh? yeah. video the minute you get that kind of low, low graininess of light it just it just sucks eventually yeah. when i build the room i'm also going to drywall the entire place and we're gonna get rid of all these things, you know, because like I got pull cords everywhere, yeah, and like most of my plugs, that's yeah, all. most of my plugs are in the ceiling, which drives me nuts. Like if you look at my craft table, plugs, like the only plug that I have that's remotely on a wall is this one right here. Everything else is in lights, and it I would drives much me rather nuts. have the, the plugs above me. <sighs> no, I don't want that. I want everything above me on plugs. Oh god, I it hate just it. makes things more flexible. I hate it so much. You can just run it well, across and well, tuck because it there's the only certain ones like that light, that light, and this light. Everything else, there's no plugs anywhere yeah. else, so it drives me nuts. So that's one of the things. Once I start framing, eventually, is running all the wall outlets and yeah, you, you, redoing all the lights and all. You that would stuff. get a kick out of my office slash studio, studio slash fish room. I have two outlets. And, of course, they're not where it works for anything. Right, exactly. So I have power strips and drop cords. Yep. <laughs> so so when, I'm, when I'm doing my live streaming stuff, which hopefully YouTube lets me have that back here shortly because... Lets you have it back? Yeah. I For a long time, you could get away with playing other YouTube videos while you're live streaming. Right. Well... They, they changed that? I must have played the wrong one. <laughs> it was a Gordon Ramsay one of him, like, screaming. Like he always does. And we're just, it was like the beer and hangout night, you right. know, just drinking beer, talking to people, watching stupid, funny videos and nothing to do with fishing at all. Even other fishing questions that happened during it. And, um, supposedly I got copyright striked in the middle of the broadcast. Really? Never knew it happened. <clears throat> all of a sudden I had two more before I ended it. I'm like, what's going on? All my, all my people that are watching just like disappeared like what's going on something i have issues right fire it back up or it comes back on boom goes down again I'm like what the heck's going on the next morning there's three emails they came across at one o'clock in the morning all this and i'm like <laughs> oh well i can't live stream awesome wow really <laughs> i was like when did this happen now like, is that because someone reports you or is that because youtube that was their it? automated like, thing and the thing really? is, is that it used to be you could put it in like a small window and right. nothing would happen. You know, as long as you all hear so and so and you're good. And suddenly they changed something. Joe Rogan was talking about some of his podcasts where he can't even play stuff. The guests he that he had on has produced the stuff, put it out there. He can't play their stuff anymore. 
Really? Because they'll take them down in the middle of the show. And it's something new that they changed. And it's that absolutely annoying. It's like, so the news channels can play whatever they want. But now YouTube, you can't, you know, put a clip up in the background or in the corner that goes with it because somebody else owns it. And then there's a couple. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of defeated kind of the fun a little bit. Yeah. But it's like you well, have to create all your own B-roll too now. For you know, when you're talking to a guest, you can't play a clip of them. Yeah, that's doing something, even though it's their video. That's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've played a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah, but I'm not playing video. I'm just playing the audio. I don't know if I'll get in trouble. Or yeah, not. audio. <laughs> they haven't gone after audio yet. So I know, I know, know Rogan's kind of gone around that. I know he'll put like a little the the video up, but like have it like 10 percent yeah so you like just randomly you'll see like shapes all of a sudden across his face <laughs> you're like what was that and that's what he's doing right but then then they like pause but it that's ridiculous it, yeah, especially it's... if you have the people that created the content or were involved with it like yeah well, you can't just, even i think that's just a problem of youtube being so big they can't have a person watching you know say hey, you yeah. edit you know or like the like censor button well it is and especially with all the 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 things that have been going on lately like people you um facebook living shootings and shit and yeah and all the stuff that's been going on in the social media that dumb of a criminal yeah well you, you people, deserve to get caught, people do so. it but but yeah. i mean those things being up for so long i mean youtube's been under a lot of fire lately for the types of materials that have been up i mean there's yeah. some videos that start off like kid friendly and then it turns in real south real quick you well, know i mean when you reach how many billions of people yeah. across the world someone's gonna use it for bad i mean just the way right. it is but i know like Everybody was making good money on YouTube until Mr. Logan Paul decided to shoot someone hanging <laughs> suicide for us. Um, and yeah. in Japan, right? Yeah, I mean, it would have been different if you would have said, "Hey, we're going to suicide for us," and have a big warning up instead of laughing. And, well, I understand why he laughed, and I kind of get like he was uncomfortable. So it's some people's nature to kind of laugh when they're right. uncomfortable. But dude, you didn't need to put that on. On no, you. you it's not live, right? So, so you there, there is no like, to, like, oh shit, this is live. Uh, cut. Yeah, like, this is like, yeah, we can edit this I was out. Like, I get you trying to put videos out every day, but you have how many people working for you? Yeah. Now one of them caught that. Maybe you should get some different people around you. Yeah. Because that's just bad. I mean, him and his brother, they're on this like slow spiral to oh, nothing yeah. yep. on YouTube after they could. It's amazing. You know how vicious social media can be, though, too. It is. Um, but in that regard, but I also I don't get their popularity either. Like I got their whole Vine thing. That's how they came about. Right. Yeah. Vine. Well, Vine, Vine. There was a lot of creativity that was on Vine. I was never TikTok's like, got it now. TikTok's <clears throat> right. kind of well, take that space. Is up. It, and isn't it funny how like these things do these? You only got this much time to do something, <clears throat> and then that that's like what's like spurs the creativity right mm-hmm. like you get this restraint of what you can do you've only got so many seconds of being able to do something and then it's like oh well let me try to do all this crazy stuff there was so many cool things that were on vine there was a lot of other stupid stuff but there was a lot of cool stuff too yeah. and then yeah it's like seeing now that it's on tiktok and it's like why doesn't that i mean there's TikTok some of those things that happen on youtube but i think youtube yeah. tends to take it far like it ends up being longer than it needs to be yeah, yeah. T- tiktok is vine i mean right. it really is it's got cooler filters cooler music you know, it's a little bit easier for everybody. It was just funny how many people from Michigan are huge on TikTok. Really? Yeah. Like if you if you go on TikTok and do uh, hashtag Michigan, there's stuff about our accent I'm on sure. there 24-7. Like, there's so many Michigan people really? that are massive on TikTok. <laughs> I'm like, wow, so Michigan's rolling TikTok. Sweet. <laughs> 
So how was it with, with the social media stuff? How has that been? Uh, how has that played into promoting yourself? So like, where did JC drop shot? Obviously, I know what a drop shot rig is. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> but like, where did that come from? And how we, we talked a little bit about it, but like coming up with a name and stuff. Like, how did? What is it like besides just the YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff? Well, originally everything was out in Michigan because all blog related. I wasn't on Instagram. Um, I had Facebook a page that was dedicated to you know promoting my blogs. Okay. So I used that because of the whole share thing was crazy powerful on Facebook. It yep. still is, but not like it used to be. Um, politicians kind of ruined that nice organic build your audience right. um, that Facebook had. Now it's kind of controlled by what Facebook thinks is right and wrong. Or if you want to pay. <clears throat> yeah, even that doesn't really help you. No? Have you tried that? Um, don't like the, the, the boost? Don't ever click boost your post. Yeah. I haven't that done that yet. I'm cheap. Dollar, dollar for dollar, it's worse than Google AdSense. Really? And what you get in return, in my opinion. And I just watched something from Gary Vanderchuk where he was like, don't boost your posts. You know, so really? if you're going to advertise on Facebook, do an actual ad, target it to your zip codes or your interests right. or your keywords that you want. You're going to get better bang for buck on that regard. And I'll play with that a little bit for the for the channel. Had some good success with it at certain times of the year when you time the video right, you time, you know. But that was more of the commercial side when I was working for the store I was working for. Um, kind of did videos around the seasons just to help the store, but also help the channel. Right. Um, so there's a place for that, but... Instagram was a one that I honestly think is probably one of the best ones for if you're hunting, hunting or fishing related, because we all love seeing our catches. Right, we all yeah, love seeing yeah. someone getting that beautiful deer, you know. So it 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 it's easier for the how can we say this without being offensive? It's okay. <laughs> the backwoods redneck to look at a picture, right? Instead of read, yeah. <laughs> so, well, come on, let's be real. Yeah. A lot of people would rather just look at a picture than read, especially in and this climate nowadays. Yeah. Yes, especially in this climate now. Yeah. It's funny. Someone was just posting the, the uh, oh, if you think your kids are like it was a Chappelle joke or something. If you think your kids are watching too much TV, put it on mute and put the captions on. Now they're reading. Problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they just go to the other room. <laughs> yeah. But but I think it, it, things have become way more visual than. Well, we are as a species are very <clears throat> very, very visual. visual. Um, what was it the uh, the the hundred monkey test? Have you ever heard about that? No. Um, so down it was in the Pacific Ocean. Um, I don't know if it was our scientists or British some scientific group decided to do a study where they took some some monkeys and they taught. One monkey, a skill. Got him to master it. Then that monkey started teaching different monkeys inside the population. Well, when it hits this magic number, everything there learns it like that. Really? Yeah, it doesn't have to be taught anymore. Everybody just knows it. Just knows it. It's like this weird like cognitive thing that just all of a sudden everybody knows it in the population. So that happens, you know, I hate to say it with like so social oh, media sure. tools. Believe it or not, like if you see more and more all of a sudden, everybody just kind of gets it. Yeah. You know, it's, I think it's the same kind of thing. It's interesting. It, it has been interesting. And I find that, like, the social media stuff. So, like, I had a very, very minimal presence on Facebook. I had, a, like, a page, a separate page for DJing. And I'm also a magician, so it was DJing and magic and stuff. But, uh, but I was really, really inactive. Like, I can't remember the last time <clears throat> I DJed something professionally besides just, like, a little stupid party or something. Uh, 
but I never had Instagram, never had Twitter, never had any of that stuff uh, until I started doing this. And like, that's the one thing. And I, I talked to someone else that had that same kind of gripe as the people that start like uh, a business profile page or like an Instagram for a business or something. But then it's like, oh, look what my kids ate today or here's what I'm eating or, you know, I, what I, it, it becomes more of the personal life than just the business thing that they're trying to push. Well, I, I mean, for some things depends. So like w- what yeah. you've been doing was, was actually really insightful because you already had this, this group you've talked about, like what you did uh, and then, okay, Hey guys, now I'm going to be posting less material right now because of this situation. And here's an insight. So like, it was really cool to see the, the man, I haven't been able to go fish. Now I'm finally fishing. And then I got skunked a few days and it was getting really depressing, but then I finally caught a fish, <laughs> you know? So like, that was kind of cool because it was still related to what you you've posted, right? Like what you were, you built your brand up to be. Uh, and that's kind of what I've tried to do. Like I try to stay away from, at least with the Instagram and Twitter and stuff, I barely even do any Twitter stuff. But the Instagram, like, it's if I'm doing posting something on there, it's about pursuing a passion. It's about one of the guests that's yeah. been on here. It's about promoting something else where someone's doing, taking a chance, and trying to do something. So I really try to keep that, at least that, or the the page for the getup specifically to what that's for, yeah. and then I'll do my private my personal stuff on my personal page it's weird like as much as i've wanted to separate the youtube thing from my personal facebook page it's kind of hard to because people don't want to leave that and then go to that unless you totally shut it down and you risk losing a good chunk of your audience right and especially for my channel when i look at the like the stats 80 percent of my views are coming from non-subscribers so that scares the shit out of me right to turn that off because a lot of people just know my name they if you look at how people find my channel, it's by my name, not right. by JC Drop oh, Shot, really? which is hilarious. But wow. a lot of people didn't realize I even changed the channel name. Gotcha. I okay. did it. I did it at a point where I'm like, okay. Did you uh, didn't announce it or anything? No, I didn't announce it. I didn't do anything with it. I was at this point where, I could, okay, back when I was going to take this seriously, I'm like, you want me to change the name? Because if I ever want to take this outside of Michigan, out in Michigan doesn't go with it right so i just did a generic name and i could have went with raisin rat which is my name on michigan yeah, sportsman yeah, um and that's from fishing the raisin, raisin river, river you yeah. know um i just love that river still it's awesome i've never never been there it's a cool river is it yeah it's it's dirty but it's a it's a it's a uh, it's an agricultural river so okay. everybody thinks it's polluted no it's dirt it's just mud um <clears throat> but so i had to change the name and just figure out a name that worked and I just went with drop shot okay. in my initials. And right. There, it wasn't like the somebody, logo's good. I like the logo. I actually paid someone to make that for me. Cause I tried for three months to come with to a make logo your own. and I'm like, Oh, I can't do this. And like, I'm as, as artistic as I am, I can't draw. <laughs> no. <laughs> like I, I have, I have it in my head, but I can't put it on paper. You know what I mean? I, 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 I'm there a little bit. There's something so frustrating. Like I'm decently artistic. Like I've done a, like the the logo. Yeah. Uh, or is my mouse? Well, my, 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 I did that. My, see, so like I, I, can, I could never do that. I can do some stuff. And then there's other things that are up here that just can't make it to paper. Like my, my brain can come up with the coolest <laughs> stuff, but I physically cannot deliver <laughs> Once the coolest stuff to paper, it's not all. happening. Right. So I need to have somebody around me that kind of gets gets me and gets where right. my head goes and is okay I'm saying, that's freaking wrong yeah you know and doesn't get to no, take it personal your, your logo is your logo yeah, is pretty that was done by brandon uh trefanko out of uh uh canada okay um he does 
what the heck this is he does some sweet stuff i'm gonna look it up now is it fins fin no not fins and grins um oh what the heck is his name i have to go find him on facebook through his name and then find his um he does some absolutely incredible stuff if i can spell brandon without misspelling it here yep dyslexic there we go uh let's see what was the name of his company fins and frame fins and frame i was like i know it's two f's so fins and frames fins and frames yeah so he was doing these sweet like um like cartoonish fish okay kind of kind of edgy looking yeah those guys so um that bottom right one that that's sunny is that that oh, was wow. that was on the back of one of my trucks. Really? That's, so, pretty, that's a sweet fish. That's yeah. a sweet photo. I mean, so it's like some uh, people aggressive been, looking shit. Yeah, people have been stealing his, like, it, honestly, that like seeing that sunfish with that aggressive look, it looks like two of them fighting right, for yeah, a betting yeah. space, so it, it looks real. But now he's making logos for people. That, that popper is cool, too. Yeah. Um, he's got a bunch of logos from companies that are, that are basically hiring to make logos. And I was like, dude, I have this idea. And I can't figure this out. So this is what I want. And it was just, you know, he won't type anything. He sends you right. voice messages through oh. uh, through Facebook message. <laughs> kind of irritating, but I get it. You know, he's he's Mr. Artist. I don't have time for words to be typed. <laughs> I don't <laughs> have like, time to write. Yeah, but check those carvings he's doing, man. Wow. They're freaking sweet. These are carving. Yeah, those are carvings that he's doing. Well, it's cool because it's it's in the... It's his, it's his style. It's his feel. Right. It's, I mean, it's it looks not like for everybody. It's not for everybody, but... To pull that off in a 3D form, that is awesome. And he's just a, a pothead from Canada, man. Yeah. I mean, he's just, he bought this place on his little creek and he's just hanging out. God, this sounds awesome. Dude, That's he's like my dream life. Just like, look, she wants a bigger house. I don't know why, but she wants a bigger house. I want and more land. I, so, <laughs> I can care less about the house. So, side. before the boat, I was looking at property up in. Ross Common by Higgins Lake. Yeah. Uh, my family always went camping there. Uh, I love that lake and I love the Osava River. So, like, I want a like, property where I can go hunt. I could camp if I want to, but then I can go to the lake for the day or I can go fish the river, whatever. So, I've been, I was looking for property up there for the last few years. I found a couple that we wanted to, made an offer on one, uh, but I was looking for like, 15 or more acres eventually i think we were in like the 40 acre range we were, we were looking at um because it wasn't it wasn't badly priced and, yeah but then the bow happened so now i'm not yeah. looking for property well me and the wife been talking about like hey we should move up north somewhere because my job i don't need to live right. any place i travel yeah. state i can just home base is home base yeah. no matter where it's at her it's a little different i mean she's got to be where she can make the money right. she wants to make and that's tough to do in northern yeah. Michigan. Well, and that's <laughs> so. like the situation that we're in. Like, she can do her job remote anywhere as long as she can get internet. Me, like, I work downtown. So, like, right now, if if we were to move up north somewhere, she'd be fine. I have to find a new job. Yeah. And, you know, and then getting a mortgage and stuff like that, that changes, you yeah. know, what you qualify for. But, man, we found some beautiful houses up north in the like houghton lake uh higgins lake area oh, man i sent her this one the other day it's on a lake uh it's a little it's like probably like 45 minutes south of houghton but it's it's god damn this house is beautiful and it's it's like on 10 acres and it's like two hundred and fifty thousand, and it's just this gigantic two twenty five hundred square foot house right on a lake like it's fucking nuts what you can find up there i've been wanting to get a place somewhere up north but i keep telling her that it has to have its own lake 
doesn't have to be massive. Right. But it has to look a certain way. She goes, how is this supposed to look? I said, well. You can see it up here. I need to have a hardwood, birch, <laughs> spruce surrounding the entire lake. Like, only one opening. And where? the rest is all wooded. She goes, good luck. Really? So I've, I've taken her to like a couple little lakes. Um, there's actually a lake in Oakland County that is absolutely gorgeous. Terrible okay. fishing. What lake? Uh, Chamberlain. It's in the Bald Mountain Rec area, okay. North yeah. Unit. Little tiny dirt road, sketch city to get into it. Right. But it when I lived in Rochester, I needed to chill out. That was really just your place. It felt like I was in UP, like instantly. As and soon I, as you turned on that. that road, it was just like instant. I'm like okay, I love those. And then you hear sirens. Areas. You're like, okay, you just Shit. ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that feel. Like where, like that's what I want. I want to yeah. be able to wake up and just be like, oh, I'm. I'm I'm in the yeah. up north. I'm on the. I feel. Wilderness. I want to feel like I'm 12 hours away from society. Yeah. She's occasionally. she's ready for that. She's like I'm so. Yeah. She's like give me one lane roads. I'm so sick of this. Like, or two lane roads. She's like I'm yeah. sick of this this traffic. <clears throat> living right here on 16 mile. Like yeah. It's like it's just it's it sucks. Yep. And she Not works. She it. works in in Rochester. So like her, Rochester's a nice nice place. She works you get right at Rochester and Orion Road. So like she goes and walks the trail and yeah. stuff all the time you, on her lunch. Like living in Rochester was actually probably some of the best years of just like mellow like clear your head kind of thing um i needed it at the time too um but it, it you could literally go 10 minutes north and you're in the sticks 10 yeah. minutes south yeah. you're in metro in, city in the metro area you yeah. know you're right on the edge and i keep telling us like, we need to find a place that's kind of, may not be my dream house you know yeah. i may not get that until i'm 80 or dead you know it is what it is where are you at now i'm in mount clemens you're in mount clemens all right i, I am i lived not, in mount clemens for a little bit i am not a city person no, <laughs> no. I, I mean i lived right downtown mount clemens i lived uh yeah, i'm basically i worked at, downtown, I worked at johnny yeah. g's right next to the oh jeez. <laughs> i worked well my stepdad owned the kitchen there okay so i worked there well back when he owned it that was this was back in like 2003 2004 ish uh but yeah i worked down there i lived right downtown like across the street from the you know the big ass parking lot area that's like behind all the bars yeah i lived on the other so the other side of southbound grasha uh right there i used to walk or skateboard to yeah work. I'm, I'm in that that corner too okay um <clears throat> where we're at it just it was seriously just because the market was so shitty mm-hmm. got the house oh yeah you get, dirt cheap get, 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 yeah yeah you know i had a good job at time she had a good job at time we were gonna get married and we we're like oh let's go get a house yeah it took two years to find a house and then literally we put an offer in the house they accepted it and the signing kept getting delayed so a month for our wedding, it got delayed big time. Well, oh yeah, we can we can close on this Monday. We're getting married Friday, <laughs> like the Friday before. Right, this. Yeah. We're like, really? I'm like, well, hindsight is, I have my my best man, my best friend in town. My brother's gonna be in town. We have free cheap labor. We can move. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, that talk about not, taking advantage of that. That didn't go over well no. with her though. Uh, uh, really? Yeah, like she she didn't move around a lot as a kid. I did. So yeah, I like moving, along. I was like, I don't care. I don't care. I've been, you know, right. but she never had a house. You know, she lived in a trailer or apartment her entire life and uh, she never had a home of her own. Like, right. you know, the home. Yeah. Um, and that was her thing. That was a big deal to her. And she never told me. Oh. So she was at work and instead of me going fishing one day, I said, Fuck it, let's just move Smooth everything. I mean, I just, I just want to get over with. Right. So I send her a text. Hey, by the way, go to the house. We're not we're not sleeping at the apartment tonight. She goes, why? I was like, oh, I moved everything. She was so pissed at me. 
I still get it occasionally. Really? This is like the one thing she keeps bringing she up. Still brings like, up. Oh yeah. She oh, goes, God. "You ruined it." I'm like, "What did I ruin? You right. didn't tell like, me. Yeah. How do I know I ruined something?" Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So, but yeah, we've been there now for what, six years, something like okay. that. But we bought the house through the uh, the uh, the Mister program here in Michigan okay. for first time home buyers. Absolutely awesome. So if any of you guys are listening, have never owned a home and want to take a look at that. If they still have money in the fund, it's amazing. Really. Um, they basically cover your down payment, all the expenses. Right. But it's like a ten-year loan that yep. after ten years it's forgiven. Okay. Long you stay in the you home. You stay in the home, right? Yeah, and that's that's a big thing because a lot of first-time well, home buyers aren't the, ready. Look, we and people try to convince them. Oh, you need to get this hundred twenty thousand dollars home when really you should only be buying a sixty thousand dollars yeah. home. You know, and that's the thing. That, like even when we're doing that mission. Oh yeah, you guys can get you guys can afford twelve hundred dollars a month. I'm like, no, we're doing half of that. Yeah, I think <clears> since <throat> I turned eighteen, I have not lived in one place longer than three years. No, it's sorry, five years. I had a mobile home up in Shelby Township. I had that for five years. And then we bought a house in Warren. Uh, that was like the first house, uh, but that was her house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we bought that one in Warren at like 12 and Ryan. And then <clears throat> we weren't even on the market. We weren't looking for a new home or anything. This one was uh, her aunt's best friend's house. And she had bought another house and her parents were living here and then they were getting too old. So she put this house up for sale. So like literally the pool in the backyard, like my girlfriend has swam in that when she was a kid. So like now we <laughs> How live How that go over? No, she, she was, well, she was like, oh, this house is really nice. We should go take a look at it. The only thing she doesn't like about the house is the brick is pink. So, <laughs> the brick is pink. So that's the only thing she doesn't like about the house. But other than that, like. Like, the backyard, I mean, it's a mess right now because I'm trying to clean the pool cover off and stuff so I can take it off. I mean, it's an awesome backyard. This side over here with the pool is, like, wide open, sun. We put a pergola, had a patio poured. The other side is all grass. Uh, it's it's just in trees and stuff. So, I mean, like, the, the layout's nice. I hang a hammock, like a real hammock, not one of those, like, spreader bar hammocks, but, like, yeah. a, a gathered-in hammock. I need to grab one of those throw on the back of the truck. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so I can so like, comfortable. No, there's there's some campsites I've been to. I'm yeah. like, man, I wish I just have a hammock. Yeah, tonight. it's awesome. So Instead, I set it up it's between just been the trees. Degrees at night, I can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> she she gets she she was like she was always like one of those people that like the the spread ones with the bars and like the rope kind of ones, you know, and that you can flip out of real easy. They're always in the movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. She always liked those, and I was like, no, you got to try one of these ones. Like it cradles you and it's way nicer. Oh yeah. And uh, so I just bought one for the backyard and hung it up. And then one day she tried it, and now she's she loves the thing. She's like, hang my hammock up. Now it's her hammock. Now she's yeah. you know, it's like I bought the damn thing, and then for me, and then she's like, this is my hammock. Put it up. So, uh, but yeah, it's it just kind of happened. Getting this house, like we weren't in the market. But yeah, they don't count on people staying in their houses that long. No, and and when you're trying to prop a city back up, you kind of need to yeah. entice people to to move in. You yeah. know, as 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 fiercely. Uh, I'm not really conservative either, but just kind of like do it yourself. You don't need government help kind of personality right. that I am. Um, there are certain programs that I think are awesome, and that's one of them yeah. that, you know, it's, 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 it's intentions are right, and it's being managed the right way. That's good. That's you awesome. Know, and, it, and like the neighborhood, <clears throat> the block that I'm on is honestly, we moved in when none of the kids were there, and now kids are starting to show back up on right. the streets. So it was kind of fun. Um, Nerf guns get left in my front yard, and I decide to steal it for a few days. Cause I see them, they come out and start blazing with them, <laughs> start shooting them. Yeah. Like, this is one of your it's, guys is taking with you, you know. But they just like, oh, they left in my yard. I'm gonna go screw with them next right, time yeah. I see them. <laughs> so ambush them. Yeah, Nerf yeah. guns, man. Uh, my kids got a bunch of Nerf guns. I love. Yeah, if we have kids, my wife's in trouble. I think I can hear my dog snoring on the microphone. I heard this deep. 
Probably was. <laughs> She's out. It's funny. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> this deep bass. That's it's my dog snoring. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, but, yeah, so my wife's in trouble if we have boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can imagine. Oh, she, like, every time I'm around, like, nieces and nephews and stuff, and they're younger, She's like, do you need to act like an adult? I'm like, no, I don't need to act like anything. <laughs> I'm out there getting in trouble with them, getting yelled at. I'm getting them yelled at because I'm enticing them to do something oh, sure. I'm supposed to yeah. do. And well, great, yeah. You're like, well, Justin said I could do it. <laughs> Justin's not your dad. <laughs> so what's uh, so how's how's the things with the new job been going? And like, what's that like, like the the traveling part? So before you were based pretty much locally around here, right? Yeah. And then now you're just traveling as a sales rep, sales rep for yeah. it's a fishing tackle wholesaler. Okay. Um, that I work for. They're based out of Wisconsin. Um, so home office is in Wisconsin right. in that regard. But my home base is here in Mount Clemens. Um, but I literally live and work out of my truck. I kind of live out of my truck by choice. Um, I love camping. And I hate hotel rooms with a passion. Look, man, what you did would, like, that's right up my alley. Like, Yeah, I just don't have the right truck for the way I want it decked out. But I'm making it work. Um, and I don't want to have to trailer something like have right, like a yeah. little, little camper trailer well, to your especially for like for traveling <clears throat> like the effect that that takes on your gas mileage all that stuff yeah like while it could maybe save you money for lodging could end up costing you money for you know everything else I mean that's more yeah. wear and tear on your brakes because your extra weight that you're stopping all that stuff yeah so I mean I set the bed of the truck up so I can sleep in it right um yeah you made like the cool little shelves on the side and stuff the store yeah. your stuff and your mattress goes right in the middle and yeah then, so what is the the thing that you bought that's like a, a canopy that connects from the so it's the a, truck top to the so I have a hard top cap on the back from Aerie and there's a company by the name of Topper Lift or Topper Easy Lift um they're they they have this product that actually lifts the cap up and has a big tent and everything on it, but that was like two grand, three grand to do the whole thing. Well, right. They just released this new product this year called the Nomad, and what it does is it vel- the upper part velcros into the cap's headliner. Okay. And then the bottom part clips onto the tailgate. Right. And then you just zip the two pieces. Which together. is nice because that gives you some extra room, right? Yeah. Because you're using I, the tailgate. It's down. a Nissan Frontier. It's a 58 inch bed, <laughs> and I'm five foot ten. Do the math. It doesn't quite work out unless you're on diagonal. Right. And then you don't have storage. You don't have room. You don't. You know, it just doesn't work. Which is out. funny. You were saying like how my truck's bed is bigger, and I, yeah, I could so I own just, your, your my, truck. Would be perfect. I see my truck next to others that have like the longer bed, and I'm like, I do my truck bed so small. You could do the same exact tent thing I got on the back of that truck in a heartbeat and still have bed space to put stuff in <laughs> like i'm just sitting there going like i drew up this huge plan right to have this thing like offset i remember off yeah the, you were posting so something about that i had this plan set where it would be a platform for the bed and this will fold out and then the tent and everything well i finally built the platform i should have recorded this and i never did it's been entertaining but i was not in film mode i was in <laughs> let's get this done so i can get back on the road and work right so i built this platform laid on it and i'm like okay with that you know, being that close to the right, cap yeah. didn't bother me. And then I put the, the canvas part on. I'm like, that's not going to work. Well, so, what was it? So if you're sleeping with your head towards the cab of your car, yeah. were your feet like hitting it or something? Yeah. Because so, it goes on an angle, it looks like, right? Yeah. The big the big problem within the back of a van or truck cap is moisture buildup. Yep. And no matter how much ventilation you have on a rainy night, you can't really open everything up and vent it too well. Um, so 
the condensation collects on the tent, not the cab, because that's the coldest part. Right, right. Is that because I I have a heater, electric heater back yep. there, and I'm not. I thought I was gonna do propane, but I was like, wait, this is too close quarters for yeah. open flame. This is gonna be a bad idea. So I found a little electric heater, and as long as I got power, I'm good. Um, <clears throat> so the heat builds up, but then that hot air hits the canvas, and condensation city happens. So and, if my feet hitting it, and there's no yeah, man. See, like what's cool, like the one of the tents that I bought recently. The way the windows are designed, they're like this. And, yep. And this is the window, so I have a tent just like yeah. That at home so like the, that way, if it's raining, like the water can't come up. Like the water yeah. has to literally go up to come in the window. You figure they would would yeah. Put something but the like problem that. is, is I want to keep the cab sixty and the yeah. air temps thirty. Right. And you don't want to have it's, that moisture city really really quick because you're it's amazing i didn't realize how much moisture comes out of you when you're sleeping well you know <laughs> so you ever if you love camping you ever wake up in the morning and there's all the moisture collected in your tent like you can hit the wall and it's like getting rained on mm-hmm. that's from you like, yeah it's funny most, like most i always thought you. it was like from the from like the dew and stuff on the outside no. but no that's from you in the inside yeah. it's that's amazing crazy. just from yeah. your breath and your body how much right stuff for your skin it's amazing how much moisture comes off you I mean, we are 70% water, go figure, right? Right. Um, (laughs) So I I had this problem where I was like, okay, if I did that, I had this foam mattress that cost me, you know, $100, which was comfortable as hell. But I'm like, this foam is not going to like water very well. It's going to soak it up because the type of foam it is. I'm like, I just can't do that. So I ripped everything out. It literally has a whole day's worth of work. Ripped it out, scrapped the whole thing. And I'm like, I'm going to Lowe's. Did what? that? Did that? Did that kill you a little bit? Like, damn, I just spent all this time. That should have worked. Like, I was. It wasn't the money. It was a ten dollar piece of plywood right. and some one by three. It's not a big deal. Just sucked. The it time. was the time that you put. It into was the it. time trying to get this positioned right, get the measurements right, and then have this hinge fold out the last half I need for the mattress to go on and. That was a tricky thing because you got that cap angles in. Right. So I had to cut that, and then I had to get to where the mattress wanted to work well with it. It was it was a nightmare. And I'm not a woodworker. Like, I, <laughs> like my brain says, yeah, that'll work. Well, now i got to right. physically make that <laughs> now thing you got to make it work. Yeah, it's like, I know this. I know how to do it, but it's somehow like drawing, I can't. Right? Yeah, I just can't make it work. <laughs> it was definitely rough, but it, it was awesome. It, I actually got it to work. Okay. I'm sitting there with a saw and just cut trimming. Trimming, trimming, trimming. Oh, now I gotta take that support out, move that over. I got it to work finally. I was all excited. Oh, I got this to work. I lay up there. I'm like, crap. It's like all that, like six hours of plain ta- trying to take my time so at least that. looked right. And what, you want? You know, it was strong and yeah. I'm like, well, back to what I didn't want to do. So I just threw the mattress in the middle of it. Funny part is, I already knew what the measurements were that it, the mattress I needed to be between the wheel wells. I knew all those measurements. Right. I was like, well, the mattress is 38 inches wide between wheel wells is 44. How do I still remember these? I don't know, but I just do. Um, I said, well, I'll just do 45 inches. <laughs> well, I, I do like 40 inch wide section. When I put the little foam reflector right. stuff in there to help get a little more warmth. Yep. That should hold the mattress in nice and tight. And I almost put some walls up and make a little armrest because when I slept. The week before that, I slept with nothing in her, just a mattress. And I'm like, I can't stand, like, hitting the, 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 the bed liner with your arm right. all the night. That's like sandpaper hell. Well, <laughs> so, you gotta, we got a spray-on liner. Yeah, it's a spray-on bed liner in there. So, for now, I'm probably going to get a bed rug thrown in there just okay. for a little more warmth and, you know, just a little how bit did nicer. The, how did the uh, reflective stuff work out? It worked great. Uh, where it was, it kept the cold away from me and kept the heat on me. So, it was really good. Um, that stuff is awesome. But don't expect it to keep you warm. Right. It just reflects right, stuff it reflects really well. The heat, yeah. Or the cold keeps it separated. Yeah. So you have a little bit of, it almost acts like an air gap, like kind of like a two pane window yep. kind of thing. 
Um, <clears throat> so it works well for what I did, but I'm sitting there in Lowe's and I'm trying to think of how I'm doing this on the fly now. And I'm like, oh, let's go down this aisle. Let's go, oh, this is all those really nice pre-cut, you know, almost sanded perfect boards. And I'm like, but they're four feet long. That might work. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, but this and that. I'm like, fuck it. I just went for it. So I just bought pre-cut boards and found these cool screws, you know, with the pre-drill. Yep. So I'm I'm edge screwing everything, which is like woodworking 101. Don't ever do that. Yeah, kind no, of thing. no no pre-drilled holes. Just... No, I just <laughs> send it. And it worked. <laughs> it just totally worked out. Hey, you good. know, slid it in there, put the reflective in, slid the mattress in. It was nice and snug. I'm like, yeah, something had to be off enough cut. I didn't even, I didn't even measure the plywood that Lowe's cut for me. I just like hope he just... cut it right and just threw it all together. And I'm like, I, I bought too too many boards because i bought the wrong ones i went back and bought two more it's a screw i already had them cut this board so i'm not gonna just gonna take it right. home and find another use for it down the road and i'm sitting there i'm looking i'm going i could build shelves i could have cubbies down below right because i got the wheel over there so i have some storage there i can just throw stuff i don't need to reach all the time yeah so that's where the shelves came from and then i had this little like one foot section left over right and i'm looking at it and i gotta do a video on this for the channel soon so and literally just this little piece of wood tucks into this track system that I have. Like the Nissans all have this track system. Okay. And it sits, as long as I have the cleats there, it sits there like a perfect, it's perfectly flat, little shelf that in and out, no fixtures, no nothing. Really? I was like, perfect. That's where my cell phone gets to go. There you go. <laughs> so it's not down in the bed getting lost. And that's, I mean, that's, like I said, watching that, that play out, like the different configurations that you posted on Instagram and stuff, like seeing like this one, that one, (laughs) this is what I ended up with. And here's the final one. Here's me chilling out. I really wish I would have filmed all that, but I was such work mode. I just camera. I was mad at YouTube that, that month. Just like, I wasn't mad at it. It's just like, I'm mad that I couldn't do it because I know if I start making a video, I want to put my full attention to it. Right. And if I can't, because works in a way, or my mind was like, I need to go see all these customers. You can go see, right. you know, a thousand miles a week driving around like that. And then I had to prep myself on top of doing all this stuff to go hit the road again. Right. You know, how did, uh, <clears throat> were you able to find like in between stops, downtime to to do anything to fish or i mean you took some cool photos but like did you do much of like oh let me go check out this area since i'm in the area or that's just now starting yeah that's just now starting for me because the the sales rep that i am taking over for um he was an older gentleman um just made a mess and i've had to clean up a mess and the customer base was a lot smaller than it should be so i've been doing a ton of just reaching out to new stores trying to build up that I pretty much doubled his territory in the three, wow. four months. Um, but also made it harder for myself at the same time, right. you know, so when you have 54 customers scattered across the state, the drive time's the drive time. Yeah. But now I threw in another like you a know, buffer. 30, 30, yeah. 40 people in between all those drive times. Right. Well, yeah. It's amazing. Like when you look at <clears throat> where bait shops are in the state, it's kind of comical. Look, I'm going to give you the funniest one right now to me. Okay. Orvis, not really a bait shop, but it's a fly shop. Yeah, overpriced. It's on Woodward. Yeah, it's, it's on Orvis. Woodward. And then there's another, it, it, like 14 th- mile in Woodward. There's not a body of water around there. Like, yeah, there's some. Well, th- if you go north, but it's like, their it's their clientele. Obviously, yeah, yeah. There's a there's an Orvis store in Baldwin. Okay. Okay. That makes perfect sense, especially up there because you're in national forest, right. lots of trout water up there, lots of steel, lots that of salmon makes sense. makes sense. But they're not the best store in the area, believe it or not. Which which is crazy too. Like Baldwin Big Tackle is awesome up there. 
What's up with Rochester? <sighs> Rochester can't survive with a well, fishing store can't survive in Rochester. There's not enough. There's too many Democrats in Rochester. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, because I mean, like, if you think about like, uh, I mean, even like Shelby Township, like over there, like Yates, Yates yeah. can be a freaking madhouse of yep. people just fishing. I'm like, you figure if you just stuck a bait oh, shop somewhere right around there, it'd be fine. There, there, there was um, when I lived in Rochester, there was a shop in Rochester. It was trying to be this pretentious fly-only type of shop. Mm-hmm. Failed. There was one or two up in Lake Orion. They've all failed. And I think part of that is that none of that's a destination. It's a, hey, I live here, I'm going to go fish Paint Creek. Right. You know, kind of thing. People don't, don't, people do travel to go fish there, but it's because I don't have four hours to go up north. I'm going to go trout fishing. Right. This is, the, this is the close, like, yeah. this is the Blue Ribbon Trout Stream that's right down, you know, a Blue hour. Ribbon, yes, right. yes. Yeah. It's far from a Blue Ribbon Trout Stream. Sorry. As well, much as Trout Unlimited wants to yeah. make it in one, it just can't be. <laughs> it's a freaking creek in the middle of a city. <laughs> it, it is. It is, yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it, it's got good fishing. I mean, yes. I've seen some great brown trout come out of it. some huge ones. Yeah, but it just... It's that's a freaking ten foot wide it's, creek, and it's it is it's tough to fish. It is. It, it's, it's very very technical. It's yeah. not the funny part. Unless is, you go to the park, if, well, you, if you hit the parks in Rochester, then because if you're the it, first one through, you're good. Because it, well, and because it's open, it's a yeah. lot more opened up there. But if you yeah. go north of the park, yeah. I mean, it's overgrown. But it's a very it's a very technical fly fishing style of fishing. Yeah. It's very yeah. very you know check nymphs and just yeah. really small stuff. It's not. It's not, your, it's not your weekend fly fisherman kind of waters. I talked to the guy that wrote the book on it. Oh, yeah. Before. Yeah, I yeah. met him one time. I was like, so what's the key? I don't got time to read your whole book. <laughs> and he was like, streamers. <laughs> you streamers? Want, if you want a big this? one, streamers. Yeah, yep. if you want big fish, yeah, streamers. <laughs> They're going to chase what few minnows yeah. are in there. But right. if you want numbers, those little yeah. tiny those nymphs. Little and yeah. Yeah, little, yeah, dry flies don't really work all that great. In that. Dry flies are fun, though. They they are. It's like when fishing you see top water yeah. and regular fishing. It's I just, a blast. I just bought a top water lure for. What'd you get? Uh, got a sexy dog. I think it's called. It's a it's Zoom a Strike King. Uh, see now, fishing lures have some of the most perverted names, color they names do. out there. But it, you know, because what's the technique? Walking the dog. Like I've never yeah. even tried fishing that style. Zoom at all. horny toad. Really? Get that. Okay. You rig it on an EWG hook, just cast and retrieve. Really? Stupid proof. Okay. Catches a I'm, I'm going to have to take some notes. Take a look. We're done. <laughs> On my channel, there's a video from Kent Lake. All right. Has I mean, I actually, have a popper, That too. was actually right after I got the boats. That's actually two years ago now. Um, so right after I got my boat, I came out to Kent Lake by myself, scratched the hell out of my boat because Metro Parks have shitty docks. Yes, I'm, I'm throwing them on the bus. I don't care. Yeah. Um, I pay their fees, and they still can't give me docks without bolts sticking out of them. So... <laughs> You know, like yeah. really, you, you don't even put any effort into these docks, and you have how many tournaments come out of here? Yeah, at least, at least treat these guys. It was right. crazy. I know the water was high, but how high the docks were at Metro? Like the last couple of weeks, I know the yeah. water was real high. I know you post that like video real yeah. quick. It's like, look at me, I'm standing on my boat and I'm above the road. <laughs> well, like, yeah, I, I I put that I put that clip in the, in the last video. I just went yeah, up my I channel that too. too. The, the dock flipping one, legit. I was three feet above the yeah. road right there. And yeah, the road dips right there, but still, I'm above the, the road. road. Yeah, it was crazy. Even where it was at its normal level, I'm like, this is insane. Well, it was funny. My buddy called me, and he's like, such a weird feeling fishing above a road like yeah, that. He, well, he was like, dude, he's like, I don't know who the hell put these seawalls in. Like, he's like, I've still got like half a foot 
my neighbor's yard is underwater. He's lucky. Like, what the hell is going on here? And it's funny because, like, somebody when I was, from the 80s that got when, swamped really good went way above it. When I was pulling out of uh, a <clears throat> metro last weekend, like, you see those houses. Some of them, they got a good couple inches still left, yeah. and some others are right there. Some others got sandbags. Like, yep. it's crazy. Like, well, that's my one fear of living on the water. Yeah, well, it, living on a great lake, yeah, that's an issue because the water fluctuates. Like, there's a 30 or 50 year cycle. Depending on who you talk right. to. Um, I think St. Clair's got a 30-year cycle. The Great Lakes is a whole of a 50-year cycle, give or take. And we're in that, the other, we're at the top of the curve right now. It's what, just what, crazy. What was it, like five years ago? We're at the bottom of the curve? Yeah, yeah it was really <laughs> we low. Need to dredge People are complaining. Yeah, you couldn't go fish the flats without running the ground everywhere. Yeah. You had to be really careful getting around. Now I can fly through every reed bed, not anything twice. Yeah, like, I'm just, I've, I'm just I've been lucky right now. Stumps. I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about like the really low, shallow areas. You just got to make yeah. sure you don't make the wrong turn and go where it normally is dry. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> That's all I no can worry about. And I'm... And I'm new to navigating lake sinclair on my own so i'm not not an old hat at it either i've only been up here you know, like the flats years. like it was funny i was like okay where the fuck are the dumping grounds <laughs> like yeah. now i know where they're at because i like research and try to find people talking about them and then find them on some maps and stuff but like yeah. people would talk about the dumping ground or like i still don't know what the fuck the wall is the but, wall yeah is that like huron somewhere or it depends on the River? well if you're talking like fishing from the wall that's the wall up in port huron so the board, the boardwalk that goes along, that's that's they just call it the wall. Gotcha. Okay. Um, see, every time you hear a name for something, you got to get the context of, yeah, of what where it, is yeah, this where supposed is to be at. Yeah. Then you kind of can put two and two together, um, because Marysville has a, a, wall, a wall too. too. Yeah, but it's not as well known as the Port yeah. Huron wall. Like you'll see the thread fishing the wall, and I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, the they're talking about Port Huron up yeah. there. Yeah, that's got so much good opportunity for shore fishing. It's ridiculous up Does there. It? I mean, they're catching silverfish still up there from shore. Well, I know Lexington sometimes they're they're catching all kinds of stuff off oh, the, yeah. the Lexington the, uh, the, the, the boat launcher in the there. Fall yeah. are stupid My dad wants there. to do that so much and yeah. that was kind mm-hmm. of like one of the cool things with getting this boat having the, the downriggers and everything. I could get deep if I really wanted to to, yeah. to try to Well the funny part is, is that things. if you only do like salmon occasionally, you go spring, you'll fall, you don't need downriggers. Right. You don't need any of that stuff to go, and, until you're in midsummer, you don't need any of that. That's when he wants them. to hit one of the one of the runs. Yeah, you need to go over to West Side right now. I, yeah. I got a customer um, in South Haven Hood Outdoors. Um, he's like, dude, you need to come over. I'm like, I can't just come over unless I'm You're working, right. yeah. dude. It's expensive. Yeah. And he's just pounding kings right now. Really? Oh, yeah. God, that'd be awesome to just. And that bite literally goes up the coast. So probably by the time I hit the road, Ludington should be on fire. You know, so right. I'm like, who do I know in Ludington? Well, the Rappler Rep lives in Ludington. And his dad runs a charter boat. Maybe I'll stay an extra day at Ludington State Park and we'll go fish. <laughs> you ever do any, uh, like, offshore on the ocean or anything? Yeah. Yeah, I've been uh, North Carolina. Okay. This is mainly the area I've, I've done the most saltwater fishing in. I got a, my buddy, uh, my best man from a wedding, lives down there um, in the Wilmington area. What's the which, What's the biggest ocean fish you ever caught? Uh, it was a king. The king? King mackerel, yeah. Really? Yeah. How big do those get? Big. They're, I caught... I think that one was like 60 or 80 pounds. Wow. Um, shit. So my freshwater big fish, my saltwater big fish are basically the same. Um, we've had tarpon hooked up. Really? Middle of the ocean. Those, are, those get big, well, too. We're talking yeah. the middle of the ocean. Right. Like weird, just place to see tarpon just, rolling the surface. We yeah. ran into some and never landed any, but they were giants. My first you don't time. You really land a 100 pound fish. You just kind of hang at boats for a second. <laughs> right. My first and only time fishing the ocean was uh, not last year. I think it was the year before we went to Disney. 
and my aunt. Did you that, fish the ponds at Disney and get yelled at? No. Oh, you so should have. The one that just moved up here, she has a house down in Florida, down in, uh, God, I can't remember where it's at right now, uh, like Jupiter Beach, somewhere over there. Um, but she, uh, her house is like two houses from like the inland ocean area, and her neighbor is a charter fisherman. That's what he does for a living. He said, like, since he's 13, that's what he's been doing. Uh, so when we went down there, we we went a day early from our reservations at Disney, so we went down by her place. So it was like an hour and a half, two-hour drive to go stay by her. We got a hotel and everything because her neighbor was going to take us out on the boat to go fishing. So it was cool. Like this, you know, free of charge, not paying the charter fees or anything. Heck just Because yeah. this is what he does every day anyway. Mm-hmm. I was like, so what do you do if you got no no customers for the day? He's like, you're looking at it. I was like, what else do you do? He's like, this is what I do. Like, this is my office. This is what I do every day. And it was cool. And it was really weird to see. So, like, he wasn't able to get bait fish from the local place or whatever. So, we had to go catch bait fish. And you could spend half the day looking for your bait fish. But what was funny is, like, you see these groups of boats. And they're all throwing, like, these multi-hook rigs down that's supposed to look like shrimp. Yep, sabiki rigs. And, yeah, he's throwing these things down. And he's like, just watch everybody else. If you see someone catch fish, don't say nothing. Just let me know. Don't yell it out. Don't nothing. If we get anything, don't act any differently because they will be on. And it was crazy to see... The, the the fucking shuffling of boats because it was so the many boats, boats yeah it fish, was so yeah. many of them in yeah. this one little area and they're all trying to get some so then we got a couple and he was like well, cool let's go take off we right got enough for the day we uh we had a uh uh god what do you call it? a sailfish or um whatever hit hit one of them then we were trolling and we trolled for a long time and then finally caught a, a bonita and i reeled that one in which that was a, a tough fight that was that's crazy. a hard little fish yeah, isn't it yeah it was i think it was like 25 pounds something like that but i mean that was a fucking in the like, ocean it felt like a, a workout fish. yeah yeah it felt like a workout so we caught two of those then we went to an area where he's like red snapper hanging around this drop off good eating right so there. we went there one of the the other neighbor guys he caught a red snapper <clears> and then we were heading to go um use the bonita to try to to catch a shark and bonita and, tastes good and you're gonna use it for bait that's well, part. no, it's just funny. Like, they call it trash tuna. Like, Yo, you go and buy it in the store for a reason. It's it, very plentiful and yeah, he, he was and, He was like, yeah, we just use it for bait down here. Yeah. So he was uh, cut it up, and then we were going to go fish for shark, and then the storm started rolling in. He was like, yep, we're going to leave. We gave the Bonita to another fisherman he knew that was already out there with a, a group, and we hauled ass. And by the time we got to the boat, uh, to the trailer, like, just started pouring rain. It was mm. this big storm rolled in. But it was it was an awesome experience to be out there. But man, dude, the waves we were hitting, holy fuck! Was, and my son sat up front, and he was like, "I was getting airborne, <laughs> Dad! Oh my god, my ass hurt from bouncing it around on that oh, boat. Yeah. Like it was crazy." And he would like he'd like gun it up him, and then boom, you could hear him slowing it down, and we go down the oh, other yeah. side. Like it was crazy yeah, the skill of, of riding the waves. It was yeah. nuts. Well, the, the the first time I went down North Carolina with my buddy um, to go see his dad. We're down at uh, Cape Fear, like where it empties out into the ocean. And his dad's like, I'm going to get you seasick, son. I'm like, you know, the redneck, you know, the the, uh, redneck neck, uh, North Carolina. Yeah. you Yankee this. And I'm like, I'm not a Yankee. I'm from Michigan. I'm Midwestern. <laughs> you know, trying to explain that to him. I'm not a Yankee. That's yeah. that's the Northeast. And yeah, he's like, you're above the Mason Dixon. Like, you're still yeah, a Yankee. You're just... I'm like, whatever. <laughs> so you're not going to talk any sense on him, vice versa. So he's like, I'm going to get you seasick. And my buddy's like, I don't know if you're going to, Dad. Oh, just Great Lakes are not that big. I'm like, okay. 
okay, whatever. Grew up on Erie. I don't get seasick. Yeah. I never had. I didn't get seasick to the first time I started drinking. I think I took something. I think I took Dramamine or whatever to yeah. the, just in case because he was like, you should probably take something if you've never been on well, the ocean. Yeah. I've, I've, well, he was like, you're going to get seasick. So we went through this place called Snow's Cut. Okay. The military boats that go through here sometimes go down. Like the uh, the, the Marine Zodiac, right. you know, uh, patrol boats because down there you got a Marine base not too far okay. away. So. It's nothing to see a military Zodiac rigid haul boat come zooming through the cut at full speed, breaking every no-wake law there really? is because they're allowed to. They're doing an exercise. Right. <laughs> but, you know, so we're going through this place, and we got tide ripping out, wind blowing in, like just, just huge. Just man, It's either go through this or drive 10 miles to go through where it opens up, and it's still going to be rough. So we went Just to the cut. To He's like, I'm going to get you seasick. I'm like, no, you're not. We get out there, and it's like rolling like 10-footers. You know, 10-foot rollers is nothing on the ocean as long as it's not breaking. It's really not a big deal. No no idea. No, it, it, it's not scary at all. As long as they're rolling, it's none of them are scary. It's when they start to break, that's when it gets scary. And so we're out there to calm down. It all became glass. So the Atlantic Ocean just went smooth. So yeah. we're, we're cruising everywhere, and... We're out there fishing uh, down by uh, this little reef that's near one of the swimming beaches. Just the day before, we were down there spear fishing, And we're sitting there, and we're setting up. We're just kind of drifting, getting the king rigs all ready to go, start trolling. And this bull shark, like probably 10 foot, just swims right around the boat. Awesome. I'm like sitting there going, we were just, just spearing 100 yards that way, <laughs> and that thing just, what the? We're doing like one bite and gone kind yeah. of shark. And... Yeah, and then the very next year, all these bull shark attacks all up and down the East Coast. And I'm sitting there going, that shark would have been I, just, I was just, just reading about uh, in Hawaii, some some guy. Had was it a mako or a tiger? No, or? I think it was a tiger. Tiger? Yeah, yeah. guy's leg was gone, and part of his skin was peeled off his arm, and yeah, yeah. And he ended up dying. They said it's like the... Was he in shallow water fifth. then if it was a tiger? He was like, it was like 20 foot deep water, I think. Okay, yeah, well, shallow. Yeah, yeah makos mako stay out a little <laughs> yeah. deeper, but sometimes... Especially in Hawaii, they get a little closer yeah, they, from what but I understand. It's in an area that they've had tiger shark reportings uh, or sightings. And then I think they said this is the fifth fifth attack yeah. in, in the year so far. Yeah, bull, bull sharks are number one. Uh, and bulls are the ones that can transition to freshwater, right? Yeah. They, like they like, go up yeah. the Mississippi and stuff. Supposedly, yeah, yeah. But Australia's got them way up in like really? estuaries and rivers, yeah. I mean, it's funny. Like, you see huge crocodiles and bull sharks literally, like... Yeah. It's like two apex predators. Fighting each no, other. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They go at each other. It's hilarious. It's this well, crazy stuff. Epic, like, crikey, you know, Steve Irwin kind of thing going on. It's awesome. <laughs> what's the uh, What's the biggest fish you caught out of St. Clair? Uh, out of the lake or the river? Out of the lake. Out of the lake, it would be a musky or northern pike. Yeah, I'm don't, not sure on weights. How, northern pike get just as big? Because I've seen um, some mounted ones that were pretty They have big. the potential to... Generally, northern pike will not outgrow a muskie where they are both in the, the same, same body area. of water. Um, the North American strain, it usually tops out, honestly, at 52. Like, that's their top muskie. You can get up to 60-inch, supposedly. I mean, that yeah. we'll see if that Dude, ever happens they're again. They're huge, man. Yeah. Some of those fish are giant. Mu like muskie just get thicker in the shoulders, where pike tend to be a little bit narrower. But you go up to Lake, like uh, on Williston Lake up in Saskatchewan. Okay. 
those things are the size of musky. They're massive. Really? But we're talking Canadian waters where these fish are probably 25, 40 years old. Right. There's you know, not a lot of pressure and all yeah, that. Yeah. And you got massive lake trout. And you you yeah. got grayling. You got walleye. And you got pike. That's literally it. There's nothing else but big fish in, right. that, in that body of water. Down here, there's so many things that are in the water um, species-wise. They just don't have the, the potential to get there. And northern pike need cold water as they get bigger. Like as soon as they hit like twenty four inches, their whole their whole And St. Clair warms up pretty good because it's it so does, shallow, yeah. right? Yeah, you get like seven degree water. So you're gonna see those big northerns go up in the rivers. Well, we also got a lot of musky. And I think those 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 bigger ESOC species, they tend to once they get to a certain size, they wanna get in that cooler water. So they go up in the rivers, they disappear. Where a musky tends to that, that tolerance level is a little different compared yeah. to the pike. The pike disappear. When they get that big and they may never come back. That's like my son's life goal right now <clears throat> is to catch a muskie. He's actually mad at me because, like, I got a couple of you know what's, now. You know what's funny? We had the VHS die off, but then we get, then we get high water. I was listening to a couple of guys on Facebook, like, when we have high water, the muskie fishing's worse. I'm like, how? Oh, there's more food. That's probably yeah. why. Because there's more food for right. them. So probably not going to be a good year for muskie this year. Great. Yeah. <laughs> but the pike fishing's been tremendous. Well, we <laughs> numbers. So we, we caught that one pike <clears throat> off by the mile roads, and then uh, last year we caught the pike up by Selfridge, the one trolling. That one now, looking back on it, probably should have just kept that one and killed it because it it had like the. It, if I show you the pictures, it like sores all down well, the it, side and stuff. That that was probably from 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 spawning. It just damage from spawning. Really. Yeah, so, so this was, this was would have been around like September October when we caught it. Yeah, it might it might have still been just and never healed. Um, pike when they're they're spawning they're 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 wrapping around each other and you know getting they're they're so stressed out the time of year just because of the time of the year. Then you throw spawning into it, any little damage to their body gets infected and causes sores and really? abscesses and stuff. And sometimes they just don't fully recover. I, I was reading about some kind of. Uh, like infection they can get or bacteria or something. Yeah. Here. Uh, that looks like a musky bite. It looks like damage from being bit. Really? Yeah. yeah. It was. He was a. Uh... <clears throat> yeah, that was what by about twenty four inch or give or take. Yeah, I think so. He, yeah, uh... that's 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 musky food for a forty inch class fish out there. Yeah, he was probably about twenty seven. Yeah, that that that, yeah. that kind of looked like two different strikes from a muskie. Like it hit really? it and then let it go and then hit it again, kind of thing. Damn, I, maybe he was biting it when I had him on the hook. Maybe, <laughs> never know. Um, I don't know how many smallmouth I've had come up and just get hammered get by hammered. a muskie, especially in the summertime. I get a kick out of, like the the muskie guys out here, like, oh, they only eat suckers and carp, right? But the, why are they constantly attacking yeah, smallmouth eat, outside? Eat everything. Yeah, if it fits, it ships, man. Right, These yeah. are predators. They're, they, they don't. They're, yeah, they have their preferred things that are easier to swallow, right, but, but they're also not going to pass up a free meal. My, my daughter on Lake Orion, she caught, what was it? They had, they had tiger muskie at one time in Lake Orion. Really? Yeah, tiger well, muskies are infertile, so they she, can't. She caught something. Uh, I, can't, I don't know what kind of fish it was. I wasn't there. This is a story that was relayed to me. My son could tell you about it. She caught something, and then a bigger something just destroyed it, hmm. and then almost like... My, uh, her uncle had to run over and grab the rod because it was like going to pull her in. I mean, and then, that was probably a catfish or something to hit something. And then he, a pike. uh, it was probably, I was going to say probably a pike because catfish, how often do catfish eat other fish? Often. Do they? Oh yeah. I wasn't sure. It always seems like a bottom yeah. feeder well, sort they, of thing. That's the, that's the stigma they have, but 
channel cats will chase down stuff like flatheads will be the yeah. main prime one they'll go after other bait fish and bigger fish they like we were going on to like the mommy river growing up because i lived in monroe and worked at dundee uh at the cabela's there we had to go down the mommy river and fish 12 inch suckers for flatheads 30 pound flatheads and that's a little bait when you're thinking that's about what he wants to, he, he's like i want to catch a catfish now too dad i was like you're not catching cat- go down to the spillway they're in right now are they yeah they're in yeah just go down with some shrimp, you know, go to the yeah. grocery store, pick up some shrimp. Really? And some night just, crawlers. And just what? And just drift them? Just cast out, yeah, listen to the bottom. Just let them hit Don't the overthink it. Really? Yeah. Put them on like a, a jig or something just so they sit there? Put them on a perch rig. Really? Yeah, lay it on the bottom. Or good just fu- good fight, sinker. Huh? Oh, yeah. So what was the... Catfish are fun. What, is, what was the biggest fish you caught in the river, in the St. Clair River? Sturgeon. Sturgeon. Hands yeah. down. And yeah. I actually was targeting How that. big was it? Uh, it was 60... Those things are fucking monsters. We don't know the weight. We had to estimate the weight. Um, it was 60-some inches, um, but it was not your average 60-incher. It was as big around as I am. Jeez. Like, just freaking fat. Just a just big fish. Big, big. And it was, it was, it was a... Um, Is that crazy? Like, you'll see it would have like... been in September, because that's a funny story, too, how that fish actually happened. Um, I did a youth duck hunt I was guiding for that morning. So I was up at 2 a.m., picked the kid yep. up and his dad up at the hotel... Went out duck hunting. Where'd you go to Harson's? No, this was down. This is down in Rowe County, so I was okay. down at uh, Point Lea. Okay. Um, took him out, got his limit. Um, had a little luncheon thing with the whole group. It's uh, Gibraltar Duck Hunter Association. They do a youth, an organized youth hunt, where adults actually take out kids. Right. And a lot of times it's like mothers that are getting their kids out, and the dad's not around, or the dad passed away, and he wants to hunt like dad did, or grandpa does, and she knows nothing, but she tags along. And right, right. We take them out in the marsh, walk them around the mud. It's hilarious. <laughs> and they're like, you have not, nothing to do with it. Duck then, hunting's fun. I oh, have a lot of fun. It's a lot hunting. of... Duck hunting is amazing, and I don't give a crap about shooting anything anymore when I go. It's just, it's awesome watching that marsh wake up. I mean, that is incredible. When you see a couple thousand birds just start coming See, out. I've never seen a couple thousand. Yeah. Uh, we went to Harsons, and I've seen... It know, depends where you're sitting There up. were spurts came yeah. by, but it was crazy. Like, you can scan the sky, and there's nothing anywhere. And then all of a sudden, they just yeah. go flying by. The, watching the marsh wake up on a beautiful morning, probably not the best hunting weather, yeah, but best sightseeing weather you're going to get. It's just amazing. Then hour and a half, two hours, and it's like, okay, just another day. But that 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 first hour is just that's magic man it, it really is but so we were doing the hunt and then there was a sturgeon outing uh that the uh was it uh, lake st Clair erie corridor group uh that they do um it was like the first one they did and i was blogging at the time i wasn't even working at the store yet and jenny olson from michigan outdoors was going to be there i was one of the i was one of the media <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was like, awesome. Right. I get to media for the media. first time. All right. Awesome. Did you get a pass? <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, so I saw so I'm tagging along with Jenny and a couple couple of the, the president and the vice president shooting that and I'm taking pictures and writing up my blog and Jenny's doing her thing for the show. Well, Jenny's on one boat, I'm on the other boat. Jenny's boat hooks up and they're almost instantly spooled by this fish. We already pulled anchor because we were going to, because our boat. And for we people that don't know, spooled being like the spool ran out. Yeah, it was almost, it was down to this backing. backing. Yeah. yeah, so he's like, oh crap, get over, just get over. So we, we, were, we already pulled anchor because we were going to move her because his boat was being really active. So we're just, because we're all anchored, you can just come up in that heavy right, current yeah. and just get next to, and jump boats and put her on the boat so she can get footage for the show. Because we had a couple little ones and a bunch of catfish, not what the show was going to be about. So we were trying to move her. 
Well, as we were going to move her, he hooks up with this fish. He just says, take the rod and go. Well, I'm up because I haven't had a fish yet. So I'm fighting this fish now, and Jenny's filming me fighting this fish. It was on it was on their show. Okay. Um, there's a picture on my Facebook and that of me holding this fish with her there, and it was a 45-minute fight. That's crazy. Yeah, like, we, we started above the Harsons Island Ferry and ended up... Is it above? Yeah, I think it's above the, Har- the Harsons Island Ferry. And we ended up in the middle channel. And then really? our channel goes this way. Yeah, so we yeah. literally split... And we were trying to navigate. They went up onto the shoal on the front front of Russell's Island, and we're in this big, huge thirty foot boat. And this is lo- lower water times right, too, yeah. so it's Sketch City. Oh, and this yeah, fish that's, is there, and then scary. it goes around the buoy. So we had to navigate through the rocks around the buoy, like the big, huge nav nav buoy. And I still landed this fish. And I'm sitting there in the drag. You're hearing that line ping. Just, oh yeah. And he's like, "Don't, don't lose him!" Like I saw water fished. I got this. I, I, I know how far. I, could. I, I asked what he had. He had 30 pound power. I'm like, I got this. I know what I can do with this line, as long as it was new. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it looked that's new. That was old. Yeah. It looked new. We're okay. So I'm pushing this thing hard to get him off the bottom. Finally get him off the bottom. Then it was game over basically. So we bring him in the boat just because we're trying to get a picture. And I am exhausted. I've been up since... 45 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, I've been on up, top of what you were doing all I've day. I've been up since 2 a.m., trushing around a marsh, very little food. Just, I'm exhausted at this point. Like, I'm running on fumes. And I get done with this fight, and I'm like, I'm done after this. I'm just going to curl and go to bed. <laughs> I'm so tired. It was like midnight, 1 o'clock or something like that when this finally hooked up. And we get him in the boat, and I literally can't even hold on. I'm so tired, I can't hold on to this fish. And you can feel... And they're big. You and you, the muscle? Yeah, just the muscle. Like You can tell when he's about to kick, and you're like, oh, crap, and you tense up, and he goes even harder. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and my arm legit could barely get around the belly of this fish. And it's, it's 16 inches, so it's about as big as this table, you know, and it's about... Um, this is a banquet table. Like yeah, a, so, like about, a... <laughs> so about two-thirds of the width of it, you know, wow. that's how wide this fish was. And that just barely got underneath it, and I'm sitting there trying to manhandle a fish that could kick my ass it'd be kind of cool <laughs> one day maybe I you know, don't know if i'm gonna be targeting sturgeon anytime soon it's easy yeah it's not a hard thing to do you just gotta be able to anchor um i've been meaning to go do that in the bass boat and that it'd be easier to land a fish from the bass boat because i'm lowered to the water right um the problem is, is my boat's not really designed to be anchored gotcha so me and the wife we went up to uh the up last fall and that heavy current, it was some pretty sketchy was jobs. It? Yeah, and I can't use to cleat them. I have to use the bow, bow eye underneath, and that it's a little hard to reach in that boat because it's designed to go on the trailer, so it's right. a yeah, little it's, further it's down. down. I can get to it, but it's jeez, it's a little low. So we're gonna we're gonna play around with that in the Ooh. daylight one night and or daytime, and <laughs> we're gonna go do that. Jeez. It's been it's been on the on the bucket list to go out and do it by myself. I usually go with guys that. Um, do sturgeon fishing on yeah. a regular basis. Um, there's a, a Canton, or Captain Anthony up there. He had a young lady from Canada um, come over last year and caught a 70-something incher. Just a beast of a fish. And she's little, little tiny, like 10, 12-year-old girl, like talking tiny. Right. And she freaking owned that fish. Really? It was incredible. Like she, Her dad does TV work, obviously, because you watch the videos. It's the production it's values yeah. through the roof. I'm like sitting there going, yeah, this is definitely a dad that does this for a living. That right. His daughter wants to do a YouTube channel. Wow. That's crazy. Kind of thing. But um, she's pretty cool. She she signed up with uh, with Shimano over there, I think. Now really? Too. Yeah. Um, she's She's got a bright future. I just hope she doesn't get burnt out because it's very easy to do. Yeah. When you're pursuing a passion that you could burn yourself out on your passion pretty quick, Um, which is always a struggle to try to balance. 
It is. It the is. fun, the part of your passion, you why you why, why you're doing it, and then like the work that goes into yeah, it behind the scenes. You can ruin a passion by working at yeah. it too much, and I'm at that point now where I'm trying to balance that. The bad part is the more popular you get, the more kind of pressure you have on you to keep producing. Yeah. So I know coming in June, it's going to be a rough, rough month for me. Um, so I'm going to have to do some more more scheduling of like one day to go fish God. and hope it goes right. And hope it goes, yeah. yeah. Tell me about that's, it. That's that's like brutal when you, I mean, this, this is tough enough because people's yeah. schedules got to work out, yep. right? But when you're on the road working and you want to go shoot something, the fish have got to be biting because no one's going to watch you cast yeah, and not catch that anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. It's just be honest with you. They're there for one thing and one thing only, and that's you to yeah, catch, fish. catch fish. It's just like people watching NASCAR. They're there for one thing, the right. crashes. You know, <laughs> so it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> so, but it's kind of hard to make it work when you're yeah. going to buy water you've never seen before and yep. you got to catch a fish. Yeah. And you don't have a boat. Because you don't know the... Yeah. the underwater yeah. like the where all the the good spots are and yeah stuff. You, you mean you're going in a hundred percent blind like you're just on a whim i'm gonna pull over side of the road and try casting here sometimes it works out sometimes it doesn't well i wish you luck on those <laughs> adventures we're actually at coming up on two hours that's it yeah wow. it's pretty pretty fast already right yeah it's a lot of a lot of time a lot of good stories uh i appreciate having you on uh again jc Dropshot, yep. justin clark uh go ahead what's your your Instagram, do you, you got all that stuff again? Just to plug it. Yeah, in. Facebook, you can search my name or JC Dropshot will come up. Instagram, JC Dropshot will come up. Uh, Twitter, it is JC Dropshot. I don't post on Twitter. Twitter, I use some app that sends my Instagram, YouTube post over. And, yeah, Instagram yeah. connects with Facebook pretty well. It does because uh, they own each. Yeah, Facebook they, owns yeah, Instagram. Facebook. But there's a there's a app service that you can link all this stuff yeah. and this happens and that happens and <laughs> makes life a lot simpler for us that are trying to have a day job yeah. and create so awesome well i appreciate you again coming on uh great job on the videos keep it up i wish you the best uh especially as you travel around michigan i look forward to all your your new posts uh i appreciate again coming on the show and sharing your stories and stuff and hopefully have you on again uh definitely love to check in to see once your um master plan that you have you know your your bigger ambition vision if we'll that see starts if coming there. to fruition see if we get there as long as i'm kind of like going towards it i'm okay if i never get there it's just when i stop pursuing it, gotcha. it's gonna bug me yeah so, as long as i'm pursuing i, I, I don't you. care i think you i think you got it you've been sticking with it this long yeah you got a good personality for it and all that stuff like thank you do a good job it's awesome that's another th we'll have to have another episode because i didn't even ask you like what it's like carrying something by yourself i always have guests like you know that's a whole nother oh yeah whole that's a whole other topic yeah. for sure yeah but again thanks guys for tuning into the get up show remember to follow us on facebook at the get up show podcast uh you can always check us out at www.thegetupshow.com uh, itunes stitcher radio google play music youtube what else spotify we're everywhere thanks again for listening Thanks for listening to The Get Up. Make sure to check out thegetupshow.com for more information on this episode's guests. While you're there, check out other episodes, leave a comment, or if you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, shoot an email to contact at thegetupshow.com. Don't forget to follow, like, and share on Facebook at The Get Up Show Podcast. Follow on Instagram and Twitter at The Get Up Show and subscribe to The Get Up YouTube channel. The Get Up is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts.